It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Gravy, gang, gang, gang. Baby, pop the top and let it spread As we're listening to Pastor Gravy We're going fishing for your bitch today We're drunk in Houston, eh? And we go ahead and lick and we'll get rich today Gravy, gravy, gravy gang! What is going on, guys? Happy Gravy Day. It's Past Gravy episode 517. It's Alex and Pat, and just Alex and Pat here today, because Robert is, I mean, it could not have been a better day for him. The the Live Golf, the Saudi-backed Live Golf Tour just merged with the PGA. Robert had to take a day off to celebrate. Big Saudi supporter, and... Um, I guess we're happy for Robert. We'll get to that later. But, um, I mean, he, he he did take the week off, the rest of the week off, because he was excited about the Saudi golf merger. So good for Robert. Yeah, I mean, happy guy today. You know, He's also in Denver. I'm... He's also in Denver, too. So that's 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 why he's not here. Um, so he's, but... he's, he's flying extra high today. Very high. Flying very high, which I don't think you can do in Saudi Arabia. I don't think you're allowed to fly high. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't think you're allowed to do like anything. Yeah. If you're a man, I think you can do just about anything. Like you build a sandcastle over there and you're a woman and they're like, witch mm-hmm. killer. Tear it down. Tear it down. Tear it down. Yeah. Speaking of, speaking of which, I, um, I was watching some lady. It was like, uh, it was a woman on the news. Now, like, they don't have people in studio to do stuff. They're like, we went to this health expert and it's some lady on her Zoom. Um, and like, did you ever just see somebody and you're like, looks like a witch? Like, had no reason to say, like, that lady looks like a witch. Like, I bet she has a cauldron in the house. For sure. I actually probably could have had one of those moments today, but my brain went, that looks like Doc's sister from uh, Back to the Future. Yeah. Just like, the crazy white hair. But yeah, really could believe, have been witch hair. I don't really believe in witches. Although if you listen to my story from last week about the guy that said his, the weird guy from the bar that that lived with a witch or whatever, I was like, maybe maybe that just had witches on the brain. But like that lady on TV, I was just like, she kind of looks like she could be a witch. And I feel like since since that like i've seen like two or three other women i'm like she might be a witch could be a witch they have a distinct look to them yeah i was trying to think of like what the male equivalent of that is but i think it's just like when you see a guy that's so old you're like dude you should be dead right now like what are you doing still living well but like a wizard i don't think i I think a witch can blend in if you're not wearing the hat like a wizard you gotta have the beard well i i just meant in the you sense know? of like you look at him like for women sometimes you look at me like that's a witch for guys sometimes you look at me like he should be dead yeah no, I you know, just that. like, that's that's the thing that goes with the gen i haven't figured it out for the they thems yet but i'm sure at some point my brain will be like we're learning that's what we're they learning. are every day we're learning more right mm-hmm. uh like rick rubin he would be a wizard he'd be a guy i'd look at and be like that guy might be a wizard got the beard 
just looks like he could be. Is that the that's the produ- producer guy, right? Yeah. Okay. You know, funny him. enough, I saw a picture of him for the first time yesterday, so I would not have gotten that joke twenty four hours ago. Also, look up Biff Whiff. He looks just like Rick Rubin. Um, so that that plays too. He's from I Think You Should Leave as well. Um, but yeah, um, the resting like is it resting witch face? I guess is what we could just call it. Where it's like she looks like she could potentially be a witch. Hey, but, don't cross her. Right, she might curse you. Just tread lightly with that one. Don't let your children go over to her house. Yeah, good call. Unless they have an ample supply of breadcrumbs. That's how yeah. they them, right? They left breadcrumbs. I mean, that's, you know, it's not even for health reasons or anything like that. That's the best reason to not have fat little kids because then witches are going to snatch them up. Yeah, they are. The kid's a porker, then they're going to be, somebody's going to stuff an apple in their mouth and roast them over a fire. It's easier to like probably lure the, the bigger kids, but I would also think like a bigger kid would be harder to kidnap. They're actually easier no. and harder to kidnap at the same time. No, because if they're a bigger kid, that means they're sweating more and they don't like doing physical activity. So if they're just outside, you're like, hey, you want to get in the air conditioning in my van? They're going to be like, yeah, yeah, I do. It's 104 out here today. My parents locked me outside. I don't know what to do. They made me this. And also they're fat. You can exercise in this van, kid. Here, get this candy. Like, I'm in. Everybody knows, like, the cliche has been for 50 years. Kids don't take candy from strangers. Fat kid's going to take strangers. Like candy from a stranger. Most likely too, yeah. Yeah. You you got candy and air conditioning? Let's do this. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. Um this morning on my way to work, I um like have you ever have you ever had a fire truck or a police car behind you before? Like I know like you're supposed to get to the right side of the road, but I was in a weird spot this morning where like I drive to work when like no one's on the roads really. And I just heard sirens coming and I was like, okay, cool, whatever. Like, I'll just get over whatever, whichever way they're getting. So like I, at one point I got in the middle lane and I was like, well, like they could turn left. They could go straight in the left lane. They could go straight in the right lane or they could turn right in the right lane. If I'm in the middle lane, then there's no way that they're going to like be stuck behind me. And then they switched and got in the middle lane and I was at a red light and I was kind of just like panicking. Like there was just panic in my mind where I was like, what do I, what do I do? I just, I just pulled forward ran, and cut the I, wheel. I just ran a red light. Just ran a red I mean, light that and actually, got over a little bit. And then they went by me. But I was like, you could have gotten the left lane. And, like, they freaked me out. I was like, I'm trying to I'm trying to play by the rules. But I did get to run a red light. So that was kind of cool. I think Legally. that's what you're supposed to do. Is you, they, You're just supposed to just pull through the intersection and get out of their way. The last time it happened to me, though, I was at the front. And I just kind of, like, cut the wheel right. And just, like, parked in front of the car <laughs> next to me. And I just kind of sat there and luckily the light turned green right away. And I just kind of like cut it back and went forward. But yeah, don't do that. Pull through the intersection. That's what you're supposed to do. Just make sure you don't get fucking like T-boned on. Right. Going Which, yeah, I mean, there is no one on the roads, but like it's, it's, it's interesting when there is like traffic, how they have to navigate around like a bunch of traffic to get and like get into the left turn lane to go do a right turn and shit like that too. Where you're like, what do, what are we all going to do? And it was just me. So like I was like, bro, you could have just gone any way you wanted, and I wasn't gonna get in your way. And it was like, no, let's get right behind this dude. He was just helping you catch a light. Bit. Maybe, maybe they're like, he he seems like he's running exactly on time to work. Let's help him get there just a second earlier. I mean, do you have a PTG sticker on your car? <laughs> 
I don't. Yeah, I don't either. We should definitely have those. We need, I don't. We need. To. We're dumb. We're bad at this. We're. <laughs> yeah, we'll. Get well, you're that. better. I'm really bad at self promotion. No, I, I like. I used to have the sticker. Somebody gave me that decal, and then I was just fat and lazy and never put it on my car. And now I'm not 100 percent sure where it is. <laughs> like, but the 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 fire truck situation. Like, I always feel like you should. Like it doesn't seem like something that would that would make you panic, but it's like even though you know what you're supposed to do, sort of, you don't really a hundred percent know what to do, and then you have to rely on what other people are doing too. Where it's like, I don't know, there's six cars behind me. Like, is this on me? Do I have to start the chain to move, or like, is the car behind me going to start to move? If that car behind me can't move and the truck can't get past them, do I need to be moved to a red light? There's all kinds of scenarios, and you're like, is somebody dying because I didn't move? And that's always what I what what goes through my head. Where I'm just like, just get the fuck out. But in that situation, well, I, was, I was losing it. The only thing that ever really scares me when, like, and it's not even them behind me, like, it'll be I'm sitting in traffic on I-10, not really paying attention because you're not really moving. You're just kind of zoned out. And it'll be, like, two lanes to the right of me in a little bit. They just blare the horn because somebody isn't getting out of the way. And you hear it, and your brain snaps in, like, oh, my God, am I blocking a fire? And then you look around, and you're yeah. like, okay, it wasn't yeah. even on me. But just that, just that like a tense dead situation. brain moment. Yeah. Because you don't like, want to be the guy. Like when a cop is behind you with their lights off, you're like, fucking, what are you looking for? What are you doing? Get over. I'm going to go slower now. You have to get past me. Stop being behind me. What are you doing, cop? Like no matter what, it just puts you on edge. Oh, Public yeah. Servicemen, maybe chill out a little bit, guys. Maybe have lights and sirens that aren't so scary. Yeah, just have a siren that's like, "Hey, coming up behind you, on on your left, <laughs> out of the way, please." Part of my reach. Fucking move it, asshole! And you're like, "Whoa, that was back aggressive again. Why did you do that?" Those are the ones from up north. The, the more up hey, north forget I'm about it. Here. I'm driving over here. Put on a helmet or get out of the fucking way. I don't even yeah, know what Jamal. accent that one was supposed to be. No, that was good. That played. That played. <laughs> it was like Boston and Philly and New York combined. That's a good combo, though. Yeah, you just good, draw out of all of your vowels. Just draw them out. Say water. Dude, and make it vaguely Italian. Yeah, just throw a little bit of Italian in there. And then oh. I always end up doing anything sort of Irish, too. So it's like. A little bit of hybrid of all of that, and you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Um, in the pre-cum segment, I feel like a lot of times it's um drunk or high thoughts that we like to share with each other. I had a drunk thought that, like, normally uh, in my phone or my notes app, I'll go and I'll I'll type in the drunk thought that I have, and usually it'll just be like you know, like volcano restaurant, and then I have to like decipher like, what does that mean. You know, like then I had to put together like, what was drunk Alex thinking. This weekend, I left myself a drunk notes app that I have now put into our little podcast prep thing. But uh, I left myself like a full on like seven, eight, nine bullet points with my drunk idea, and I just felt like this could be the worst drunk idea or best drunk idea ever because obviously, like I put great thought into this, great drunk thought into my uh my drunk idea and it was a, a drunk idea for a restaurant and the restaurant idea i'm gonna try and read just it says restaurant idea 
ham and hammock or ham and mock. An upscale ham only restaurant where guests sit in hammocks. So first come, first serve with the hammocks. We don't have any tables. <laughs> Think Fogo de Chao or a Brazilian steakhouse, but only ham. And the waiters and waitresses would slice it and then toss you the ham like Frisbees. All right, so I just right away, I already, I, I'm going to improve the name. I'm going to give you a better name right now. It's, it's going to be called Hawk and Mock because it's like a ham hawk and then ham hawk, hawk and mock. Hawk and mock. My brother thinks like, it should be named Butthole. I like ham and mock because it makes it seem like like an upscale like restaurant, you know, like it would be like Anchor and Fish. Oh, that's a really nice like seafood restaurant. Like ham and mock is like, what does that even mean? So like hawk and mock. Hawk and mock sounds kind of cool. That that's also got more of like a sports bar vibe to it, right? Ham and hammock. I mean, obviously that was a starter name, but yeah, I think ham and also, hammock doesn't I mean, sound as cool. I think I I think there's a major. You have to make it super upscale because you need to make a lot of money off of each person. Because I don't know about you, but if I'm laying down and eating ham, I'm gonna fall asleep very quickly, and that's bad for the restaurant business because you're not turning tables. You gotta you gotta get people in and well, out, get the next people in and out. You gotta make more money off of them, and if people are napping, you can't really. I mean, your revenue is just dropping off right there. Well, you see, you can't really turn tables because, like I said in my notes earlier, um, there are no tables, just hammocks, and it's first. But I, okay, so turning hammocks. You come with uh, like you, me, and Robert go, and we're like we'd like three hammocks. Like we only got two, and it's just you gotta you gotta pick. So Robert might be You're four hammocks down. Hammocks. We might be one over. Like none of it, none of it, I guess, would be uh, together. So I kind of like that idea of it, and I also like that it's an I wrote upscale. So it's like you have to dress nice to sit in hammocks. That makes me happy too. And then just like you're getting ham thrown at you. Um, I also put. Waiters and waitresses toss the hams from at least 10 feet away, and you can pay $5 for ham insurance. That replaces any ham that you don't catch. <laughs> Which I don't know. I don't know if that means that, uh, like, you don't catch the ham, you can't eat the ham, or if you can eat the ham off the ground. I think that's fair game. I think you should be able to eat the ham off the ground. But if you're like, couldn't catch it, I, I paid the $5 for ham insurance. I'd like, I'd like another slice of ham, please. Toss me over okay. another one, waiter. So, okay, so this restaurant needs to be put in a place that is simultaneously extremely wealthy, but also kind of redneck as shit. Florida. Like where, but, but what part of Florida? Somewhere on the beach. So most of yeah. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Maybe I'm just trying to think like Florida is like the extremes, like Florida people. Those aren't wealthy people like the rich in Florida are just like they're transplants from other areas. Right. We but they go the, to Florida because they have but, all that money, but we need the rednecks to be the ones with money. So like maybe in uh, maybe like West Texas, like an oil town. So it's all these dudes. They get their oil checks. They've got a fuck ton of money. They're like, yeah, dude, I just want to lay in a hammock and eat Where's ham. Like 
Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville is located at. Like Key West. I know there's one in Key West. That seems like where rich people are because like you have a lot of money if you have a place in the Keys. Ooh, you know where this might be a good spot? Myrtle Beach. Myrtle Beach. Let's play that. I feel like that's a redneck with money area. Like Padre Island here. Because like I said, we got to put the price point where you're paying enough to where you can just chill for a long time. We don't make much money off you. But like the kind of people that are going to come in and do this are trashy. So we need that a guy right off the oil field money. Um, your dad invented the shake weight, but you're just kind of a fucking redneck. So you're a trust fund kid. Very specific. Like yeah. that's, that's our clientele. Yeah. yeah. I like, but like, like no, tr- but like our clientele is not redneck. They're classy. Problem. They're classy people because yeah, they're not. No, it's, no, it's rednecks. It's, a, it's an upscale restaurant. It's like Fogo to Chow, dude. It's like those Brazilian steakhouses. You, you come it. in a nice outfit and then you just eat like a pig. It's not upscale. But now, no, first of all, you, no, you're not uh, coming in a nice outfit. Upscale. They're throwing the most, ham at. They're throwing ham at you. Upscale in price, not in attire. It's the most upscale you, ham restaurant there is, Pat. You know, you know who our clientele is. You know, this should just be a pop-up restaurant on the infield of a NASCAR event. Because the people that pay for to, to sit on the infield at NASCAR, those are our people. That's who we market to. But yeah, do we have an area uh, cordoned off? We've got a bunch of hammocks. And you can just sit in there and like watch the race on the TVs that are above your head. And you just yell ham and we throw ham at you. The average NASCAR fan would be like that. I got to be honest with you. That sounds like heaven right there. You mean Pat. to tell me I can lay in a hammock, eat ham, and watch Earl Jr. come out of retirement win a race? Hell yeah, brother. That's a weekend. Well, mm-hmm. I I haven't even told you our uh, our slogan yet. Oh, my so God. Our, how can it get better? Uh, yeah, no. Our slogan is we're known for one thing, and that's two things. Ham and hammocks. You know, uh, don't don't say ham and hammocks. Just uh, the slogan is we're known for one thing, and that's two things. That's the slogan. Leave it vague enough to where it's got it's still gonna be slightly vague to where people could just read the slogan and be like, Well, I don't know, but people that know are like ham and hammocks. That is what they do. We're known for one thing, and that's two things. Yeah, no, you don't see it. You're it's gotta be concise. You're adding a third line to it, two lines. We're known for one thing, and that's two things. Like that fits on a t-shirt beautifully. Now you gotta do ham and ham. Like, where's that third line going? Because I want this to circle make... like our logo. Our it logo is just sense. a ham. Our logo is a ham and a hammock. A ham and a hammock, absolutely. Ham and mock. Hawk and mock. Hawk and mock. Ham and mock makes more sense because it's ham. And then it's like basically fitting ham and mock. It's ham mock. And we could also mock people. We could make it like uh, you, we can the waiters can be mean to you if you don't catch the ham that they, they throw <laughs> to you. Like, hey, you fucking idiot! Butterfingers, right? And Someone just raises you. their hand. Can I get they some more ham? You. The waiters like, eh, can I get some more ham? Oh, you gonna catch it this time, bitch? Maybe get the ham what? insurance, pussy. Want some ham? Huh? Huh? Won't you waddle out of your hammock, try and roll over without hurting yourself? I like this restaurant you know? more and more. We're known like for one you f- thing, and that's two things, guys. One thing, but it's two things. What does that mean? I think it's pretty self-explanatory if our name is Ham and Hawk. I want to make, we need to make shirts. It's just Ham, or ham and Mock. Ham and Mock. Just make that, like, the shirt, just the ham and the hammock. And then on the back, it said, 
<laughs> we're known for one thing, and that's two things. And then in really small letters, it's just ham and hammocks. <laughs> Who wouldn't buy you that know, shirt? When you first said this, I was like, okay, this is not going to work, but I'll tell them what to do. Now I'm 100% in. Like, it may be my best idea yet. Like, I want to move to Myrtle Beach and then just travel strictly to whatever the closest NASCAR track is. I know there's one in Charlotte. Yeah. And then, I mean, all along that little belt right there, there's got to be plenty of NASCAR tracks. Like, rednecks who golf, that's our clientele. They got some spending money. People that are country club members but also enjoy the beach. And Jimmy Buffett. Anybody else that's into Jimmy Buffett also. Oh, yeah. Hammond Mock should really just, like, he has Margaritaville cruise lines. We should just cut a deal with them. Be like, yo, let us put a Hammond Mock in all of your cruise ships. Or print money. We just go with the, like, Taco Bell Long John Silver's model, and we go to all the already built Margaritavilles and be like, what if we team up on this? We take half of your space. We put in Hammond Mock. I don't hate that at all. Yeah. And like, like for a vacation Just, kind of destination, like the shirts that you could sell would be awesome. Like the boardwalk themed shirts. Like I got all hammed up at Hammond Mock. Myrtle Beach. If oh, I had nothing there, I was going to try and create one on the fly and I had nothing. <laughs> all, I'm all hammed up. I like that. All hammed up. Yeah, we need we need a mascot. Oh, but you know what? At Fogo de Chao, I hope that people know what Fogo de Chao is that are not in Texas. But it's like a Brazilian steakhouse. You put a little red, you put a green little circle on your table. Just say Brazilian steakhouse. Those are come, yeah. That's why. They, yeah, you put a little green dot on your on your table. They come around. They keep slicing meat until you put the red dot on there, and then they stop, and then you put it back to green. When like you would have a flag at your hammock to tell them like to come back. Or to not come back, and when your flag's not up, they're like, "All right, there go, keep sl- keep flinging ham at them." But then when you you pull your little flag up, it just says, "All hammed up." That's what the flag says, and that's like, "Hey, we're good. I'm good on ham. No ham in this hammock." Are we just doing like it's just a ham, and we're slicing off pieces, or is there going to be different kinds of ham? We can expand on the hams, but like, there's nothing I, else. I, I, there's I'm not no gonna, appetizers. I, I, there's no desserts. Oh, yeah, no, it's just ham. I, I kind of just like the idea, though, that it's just like a glazed ham. Like, that's it. We have the one kind of ham, and we just cut slices. People are like, oh, do you have this ham? Do you have-? Hey, no, let's not get crazy. Just, let's not get crazy. Ham. It's just part of that, for me, also goes into working in a restaurant where everybody wants to modify the fuck out of their dish until it's not even something we serve on the menu anymore, and it annoys the fuck out of me. It's my dream to, like, have a place where people go, can I do this? And every time I just go, no, go fuck yourself. Read the menu. We got ham. You're getting ham. What do you want? Is it ham? Because if it's not ham, shut the fuck up and get out. We just we just have a like a like a homemade sign on the wall where it just says menu underline colon or two, two dots ellipses and then below ham. So when people go, can I do this or that? We just point and we go ham. Yeah. I want to be a server at this place. I think I'd be great at a place like this. Oh, I like pairing the ham with the ham because it really accentuates the ham flavor in the other part of the dish. 
Like, we still have Rumham too. I don't want to get too crazy, but like see, you see, small, see, now you're branching out. You start small, but you go like honey baked ham, and that's our dessert ham, the honey baked ham. But how funny would it be, you know, like at a fancy restaurant where they come out with those little like dessert pudding cups that they like? Uh, this is our uh, our Trace Leches little cup or fruit cup one right here. This is a cheesecake. Um, what would you like? In the, uh, this is our glazed ham. This is also a glazed ham. This is a glazed ham that we've had a little slice of a pineapple we put on top of it. And this is just the honey baked ham. So three of the four are just the same. Yes. Which one on would you like? On Sunday mornings, we do brunch, but it's literally just ham steaks. That's it. Like we're not even shaving it that day. It's just you order or you ask for one and a server comes by and just double hand swings it and slaps you in the face with it. Well, I was thinking for breakfast, like you have to join a club and you got to join the ham and eggers club. So it's like, a certain amount of month like you got to pay a membership to and then you get to go and you get a nice little boozy brunch for a little bit and you get to like flex like oh i'm in the ham and mock uh ham and eggers club i get to go once a month or once a week uh and have uh, have my vip brunch and if anybody asks if we have any vegan or vegetarian options the server just grabs the hammock and flips them out of it that's again like anytime there's anybody that's unruly anytime somebody won't pay the bill anytime somebody just like won't leave the easiest way to kick somebody out is just flip the hammock over. And I'm sorry, I'm just just so we're on the same page. You're picturing a sand floor, right? I was thinking maybe more like, uh, you know, because I mean, lots of ham is going to be thrown around on there. So I feel like you got to have a moppable surface, maybe. Maybe even turf. No, you just put more sand on top of it. Sand gets messy, dude. Well, I mean, imagine, a- imagine the cleanup every day. Like you gotta go home. Like all the sand get everywhere. Up. In the kitchen, the ham kitchen. Ah, dude, it's just. You see, that's what we got to figure out is what is. I mean, we're just making hams, so I really, mean, it's just an oven. All we need is an oven. We don't no, because I want just an oven. I want just a big flame, like you know when you walk into a, like a Brazilian steakhouse and they have that like right when you get in the entryway thing. They're like, "This is the meat that you're gonna be eating, and we just got it cooking. We just got hams lined up over a fire when you walk in, so you can always see it." And then you just go grab the ham off a big skewer. The waiters and waitresses do. They get their little knife and they start going. They start going ham on the ham, tossing out ham like a frisbee. The- Again, there is no handed. You're not handed the ham. It is from ten feet out, at least tossed to you if you don't catch it you can pick it up off the ground and eat it but you can also pay the five dollar ham insurance ham insurance and uh and then you're good to go and then they'll be like hey don't worry we'll replace that on the house what's what's the name of uh, what's the name of the famous barbecue place in round rock i'm I'm drawing a blank don't know oh god this is gonna fuck kill but okay so anyway what like in the restaurant they've got this just giant open pit that's always got like meat. That's it. We have an open pit fire and just like hams hanging from hooks above it and shit. But then also some pieces that are like on the like grill plate or whatever the fuck you call it, like uh, at different levels. We've just got the same ham at different heights, just hanging all fucking over it. I like that. Ham and mock. It's going to be, a th- I mean, really like what you were saying floors, obviously the beach based locations we're going to probably have to have sand floors that makes sense see that's kind of what i'm saying because you want a restaurant location like we want to go texas roadhouse can you imagine how fun a texas roadhouse would be texas roadhouse situation where you just go in you're like yeehaw we got all like the tile floors but they're just tossing fucking hams and again hammocks only no tables can we get a table get the fuck out no we don't have booths we have fucking hammocks 
Well, there's six of us, and there's only uh, there's only two hammocks available. You can all squeeze in there, and you can get the fuck out. I'm just picturing servers just whipping ham at people. And that's that's gonna fucking be the, hilarious. And you're just getting hit by other people's hams, too. You got, you got hammed. Got hammed. Ham it to me. Ham it to you, yeah. It's perfect, dude. It's perfect. You get a ham, like a, a pig mascot. I got hammered at Ham and Mock. That's a vacation shirt right there. Like Chewy's has all those uh the shirts on the wall that you can get. Like that, like we just made like six shirts just in the brainstorming of this, like just touristy shirts. All hammed up at at Ham and Mock in Myrtle Beach. We I swear to God, me and you should start a marketing firm. Uh <laughs> Ham, hamming firm. And it's just us coming up with ideas, and the whole the rest of the firm is the people that will actually implement the. You got to figure we out. Say. We're pitching. Yeah, we're a think tank. I'm an idea guy. Somebody designed the shirt for us because I will absolutely add that to the past gravy store. But you think I'm not gonna buy a ham and mock shirt? Like that's our new Frankie Ocho seller right there. And we're gonna fucking figure a way to open this. Somebody else in the food industry wants to go in with Pat. Oh, Pat's one guy. We need multiple food industry people. Bounce some ideas off of. We need some funding. I'll see so, if I can uh, reach out to uh, to Tillman and uh, Russell Ibarra. I'll see if I can reach out to those guys. When I get elected mayor, I'm gonna make sure that I put um, like all of the like the air. You know, the airport just did that shady deal where mm-hmm. they cut out like Papa's food. Like I'm just gonna only put ham and mock in all the airports. So I, I, I could talk to Chris Pappas. He comes to the restaurant all the time. Good guy. Get, like Be like, Pappas should buy us and then we can just put it all in all the airports. There We we get a lot of money. See, he greases our hand. We grease his hand. You know, we, oh, whatever yeah. it is. You know? It's politics, baby. I'm not even mayor yet, and I'm already I'm already figuring out how how moving and shaking, making deals. I'm 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 a game changer. All right, excuse me, excuse me. Um, all right, that was all I had for the pre-cum segment. Besides the fact that I wrote down that we should bring back using the word fat back. Remember calling stuff fat? That would be cool. Maybe, but yeah, that's fat, dude. P H A T. The the only reason I'm against it is I think we've got too much actual fat positivity going on these days. And uh, I don't want to give them any more. Like, as a a fatty, I think I'm allowed to say this. Stop putting us in ads. Nobody wants to see that. I I don't want to see extremely large people wearing bathing suits. It's just not, it's not visually appealing. Stop it. I think it was Jeff Dye said in one of his routines uh, I saw the other day. He was like, everybody loves talking about how beautiful Lizzo is, but every girl I've ever said, hey, you look like Lizzo, gets mad at me. It's yeah, well, a compliment. Uh, P.K. Subban got in trouble during one of the hockey broadcasts because he said uh, the team needs to pack a Lizzo-sized lunch, and people online got mad at him. But, but, but he also he had the correct response. He was just like, yeah, dude, go fuck yourselves. I don't give a fuck what your opinion is. And that's how you stop these people that get offended by everything. You just go, I don't care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you get offended by their offense. That's called gaslighting, boys. Well, I don't like how you use gendered language in your attack on me. Like, ah, I just flipped that weird shit on you now, didn't I? Uh, 
So I've um, I've been rewatching the Mission Impossibles with my brother, and I just finished the third one last night. I had a thought. By the fifth movie, you'd think all these terrorists would be like, you know, maybe we should start stop targeting this guy, or even more a better thought. You'd think the government would be like, oh, Ethan Hunt, he flipped on us again. You'd think they'd be like, hold hold on, hold on, hold on. on." In the past eight years, four other times people have tried to frame him. Maybe let's give him benefit of the doubt before just excommunicating him from the agency and then trying to kill him and then him taking out 30 of us. Maybe let's just hear it. Maybe let's just hear his side of it. But no, like, they just honestly, keep going after this guy. They keep framing the, the same guy. Stop framing the same guy. After the lasers part in the first one, like you should like just yeah, we whatever he wants, we just give it to him, man. Like we can't fuck with this guy. Did you just see what he did with all the lasers? He did the fucking rope thing. Come on. But like I think these people just don't get it. Like James Bond had a million movies because they kept being like, well, what if we went after James Bond? Let's get James Bond on this. The Born yeah, Identity yeah. kind of fucking same shit. John Wick, same kind of shit. Like Born identity guys. was Born identity was closer to it. James Bond, most of the time they weren't targeting James Bond. Now in the new ones, it, it does show that it was an overarching thing of his, I don't know, stepbrother, whatever you want to call him, trying to torture him. But for the most times, James Bond just got a mission and he went and fucking saved it, which does happen in Mission Impossible also. But like, there's a lot of them where they're trying to set him up and frame him. How many times can you try and frame the same guy? Before the there, government's just like, ah, oh, they just keep coming after. Was also, there anything cooler than the gum though in that first one? The red and oh, green so gum. Cool. Like that was the blow so, up gum. It's like what's so it? fucking cool. It blows up things. Like, what if you chewed it? Oh no. Uh also is Philip I don't know how much you remember of the third one. Not much. Philip Seymour Hoffman might be the greatest villain of all time that when you look at the actor, you just wouldn't see him as a villain. Yeah. But but he is so fucking because he's such a he's such a good actor and he delivers the line so well. He's so fucking menacing and he's just such a great evil guy. But it's coming from Philip Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> I just think of him as the weird little uh guy that can't acknowledge his gay feelings in boogie nights and the former child yeah. actor from Along <laughs> Came Polly. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. And then he plays a fucking evil, sociopathic, murderous terrorist in this movie and nails it. Fucking nails it. And he was in Hunger Games, I think, too. So oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, but, I mean, those were just the two that always pop into my head for him. Right. But, but yeah. yeah, I think he might he might be the greatest unlikely villain of all time. No, nobody else is coming to mind like for me that's like, dude, he was a great villain in that movie, and I never would have pictured him as a villain before that. I can see that. I'm, I'm sure somebody's screaming at the thing right now, but let well, let me know. Send us a thing. Pod, at not Pat Dion. Hit us up on Twitter. Um, that's what you brought in for precom. Yeah. All right, solid, solid. I feel like I hijacked I just, all I just, that, but I just I had, just had a little had... precom. I just had the best idea. Like, I, I never, ever do that much detail on a drunk idea. And I was like, no, I need to tell the world about this one. So I was like, to drunk Alex, we did it, buddy. The world knows now. I hope I did us a 
service. This should be an, a way you can talk to your drunk self later without having to go like get re-drunk. Like I should be able to be like, just like a communication with it. That's Fuck it. yeah. Like, what do we, th- what did you think? That's good, man. Nailed it. <laughs> now you forgot his part. That doesn't even make sense. Don't worry about it. Let's do it. You're hungover. You're just laying in a hammock, gnawing on ham. It's, it's beautiful. Toss another one. Hand me up. More ham. I want another ham. Give me another daiquiri and a ham, all right? Keep mm-hmm. them coming. <laughs> Can you make me uh, uh, like a Bloody Mary, but like just shove some ham in it? You pass Sir, out. Sir, we can definitely do that. Just have like a blanket of hams on you because they've thrown so many at you. <laughs> you didn't put your all hammed up flag. All the employees are just like, how many pieces of ham can we land on him before he wakes up? Answer, as an uh, impossible amount until the hammock like, breaks. How do you not keep a place like that staff? though? like, who wouldn't want to? If I, if I was like, yo, dude, you get to be a waiter or waitress, but, but. You gotta be like ten feet away from everybody, and you just sling ham at them. Who says no? Yeah, you just get to fire hunks of meat. Are you at having the a bad day? Head. Wah. Wah. Keep it coming. Ham and mock, baby. I got I got a beer delivery boy here now. It's great. Oh. Speaking of beer, Southern Star Brewing <sighs> Company. That's our beer delivery boys and girls on this podcast. Mm. The official beer sponsor. Mm. Pass the gravy podcast. We love Southern Star. They they're always coming out with new beers. If you're not heading up to the brewery, go up to the, go check it out. If you haven't been up to the brewery, I don't know what you're doing. It's the best brewery in town, three five two five North Fraser Street, up in Conroe. Go up there. They have all kinds of stuff that's like tap room exclusive. Sometimes they'll roll it out in cans. Sometimes they'll put it in storage. But like a lot of times, they try everything at the tap room in a smaller amount, see who likes it. And if you go up there, you might get something you may never ever get to try again. And there's all like I guarantee you, if you've been two weeks ago and you go back this weekend, there's gonna be a ton of different beers. They're always trying new stuff. That's what I love about Southern Star. Like you don't, you have the strawberry bombshell blonde. I love that. That is my favorite. That's my go-to. But sometimes I want to change it up a little bit. Maybe I want to go with a regular bombshell blonde. Maybe I want to go with a Sunday brunch or a Southern brunch. Maybe I want to go with that. Maybe I want I want to go with uh with with the it was into the woods is their new one they got. Uh I don't have it in front of me something like that. Uh, they got I'm all kinds of awesome stuff. To... I hope they weren't just teasing me and fucking with me, but uh, they put a little teaser out there the other day and made it seem like to me that my original favorite Southern Star beer, the Blood Belt Ale, might be making a comeback. Which I haven't been this excited for news since the last time I knew I was going to see a titty in person. That was a good day for me. I was like, I'm gonna see a titty later. That's fucking awesome. This news, best day since then. That's how much I love this beer. Like I, I'm drink, I'm crushing bombshells right now. The the original Bon Blanc. I don't think anything will ever compare to the Blood Belt Ale for me. So I am on like cloud. If this doesn't happen, I might assault Keith next time I see him because they put got my hopes up. No, you would never. I, I I said in the post, I was like, don't get my hopes up. And then they sent me back, like, I don't know, the eyeball emoji, whatever the fuck it was. And I was like, dude, we doing this? But you know what? Even if it doesn't come back, like you said, we got the we got the bombies. We got the buried hatchet stouts year-round. We got the strawberry bombshell blondes, which I think is technically the official beer of this podcast because we saved its life and made it a year-round one. True, true. 
but you got we got like 76 different fucking beers to go from like you said always rotating rotating in and out it's a fucking beautiful thing man it's beautiful it's getting beach pool floating season which you can't take to the pools and the beaches are glassware they there's always signs like uh-uh, no glass allowed. Well, a lot of these places you get your beers from, they only have them in glass. Southern Star first to can craft in Texas, all they have is cans. So you're never gonna be like, oh shit, I can't take this here because it's glass. Southern Star glass proof, a hundred percent good to go at any camping, anything like that, any pools, anywhere where you're not allowed to bring glass. Don't worry about it because Southern Star doesn't have glass. They just got cans. It's perfect. If you drink it at Southern Star, tag them. They're at Southern Star Brewing Co. and at Southern Star BC on Twitter and Instagram. Let them know you're supporting the people supporting the podcast. Tag us at Pass Gray Pod. Let, let us know you're drinking our sponsor's beer because it's the best beer in the world. You're just crashing on the couch, crushing a, a Southern Star. Hit us up. We want to know about it. We'll retweet you, give you a shout out. Southern Star Brewing Co. the best beer in the entire world, the official sponsor of the Comeback Kids segment. It's the Comeback Kid. Comeback kid of the week. The comeback kid of the week, bitch. Our first comeback kid this week is unions. Welcome back, unions, because uh, I don't know if you knew about this, Pat, but Taylor Swift fans are unionizing or attempting to unionize. Um, This came out yesterday. Um, This is from Los Angeles... Bay, B-E-Y, and um, this is from the T-S-F-U group, and it says, fans do the vast majority of promotion and marketing for Taylor Swift without being compensated, yet we as fan workers, I love that they now we're fan workers, we're not just fans that are, this is our hobby where we go online, Uh, yet as fan workers, we still have no formal bargaining power in the music direction or brand identity of the celebrity we collectively created. They are now claiming that they created her. Um, We deserve a voice. The Taylor Swift Fan Union offers fan workers the ability to collectively bargain for creative vision of Taylor Swift that better aligns with our shared values. The TSFU also demands the recognition of our labor through compensation and health benefits. So now they're getting benefits too. Uh, The need for workplace safety. Recently, many fan workers were harmed by Taylor's unilateral decision to date an alt-right extremist without union consultation. The TSFU (laughs) unequivocally stands against hate and will work towards a future where this kind of workplace violence never happens again. Again, no workplace violence happened because where they are is not a workplace. Uh, They're on their computers. And the violence was that Taylor Swift dated somebody and didn't ask them if she could date them. So that's the violence that they're talking about. Um, Continuing, they have a couple more slides I'm going to read through. Um, From fan fictions to fan realities is fan workers who have dedicated countless hours to studying and constructively criticizing Taylor's celebrity. Constructively criticizing, which means attacking any dude she writes a song about. Um, We are uniquely well-positioned to offer creative suggestions for her career moving forward. That's what a manager is for. She's hired those people. Um, Who better than fan workers to determine what fan workers want and need? The need for reparations. All right, here we go. Uh, The TSFU also seeks remuneration for previously uncompensated promotional labor. This includes fan workers' fair share of revenue for album sales, streams, merchandise, and concert tickets, none of which would be possible without the labor of the TSFU. 
Healthcare for fan workers. Many fan workers are still processing the trauma of Taylor's associations with the alt right, despite Emma is a Taylor Swift fan. And she's just listening to read this. She's like, "What the fuck?" Uh, many fan workers are still processing the trauma of Taylor's associations with the alt right, despite her previous commitment to be to Black Indigenous peoples of color and LGBTQIAA2S plus allyship. The TSFU looks to establish emergency mental health services for all of the uh, for all of those still suffering, including therapy and hospitalization costs. Our mission, by joining the United Musicians and Allied Workers, the TSFU looks to become the first formally recognized fan union in history, revolutionizing labor relations between fan workers and the celebrities they've labored to create. Now is our moment to end exploitation and create equitable representation for Swifties everywhere. That was a real tweet that somebody posted and somebody made a slideshow about. They made a slideshow about that. Um, again, to recap, these people are traumatized and they're also now employees. They've decided that we are going to create a union, which makes us employees. By the way, we are now employees, so we now are are entitled to compensation. Taylor Swift, yes, you did write, create, do all the music. But we liked you and we tweeted a bunch about it. So we're entitled to compensation because without us, there is no you, the you that did create all of the stuff. Without us, there is no you, which I get it. Like, you don't have any fans, you don't have followers. Yes, okay. But like, just because you fucking blow up Jake Gyllenhaal's Twitter feed because he was mean to Taylor Swift and she wrote a song about it, or just because you call John Mayer a scumbag or just because you're mad at Maddie Healy because he said shit on a podcast one time that you didn't agree with. Like that doesn't make you an employee. Like we did this. We made her. No, that's kind of crazy to be like, well, all the albums you made, we deserve some of that. Like I need to cut. And now we need you to pay for our healthcare too, because I have to go. Like imagine going to the hospital, getting checked into the hospital. Be like, All right. Well, like, Maddie Healy said some shit on a podcast two years ago, and now he's dating Taylor Swift. And I don't think Taylor Swift saw my tweets, and she's still dating him. Flip it on the Taylor Swift fans. How did they not dig that up right away when it was rumored that they were dating? How did they not go so well, they did. hard they did. to research they did. him? I, I didn't hear about it. I didn't hear about it until well, they, they broke up. But that's that's why – oh, no, that, that was one of the things they were bitching about. But um, they did – know okay. that Matt Healy was problematic. That's why they've been warning Taylor, but Taylor's obviously not been listening to them. She's not been listening to the, her her union, which is like, you can't make yourself a union if like you're not an employee. If like all of Taylor Swift's, well, if like all the people Taylor Swift employed were like, hey, we should get together. Like you're not getting paid. You're not a, you're not a worker. You have to be like a volunteer. I guess you could be a volunteer union, but like you don't just get to be like, hey, hey, like, like I love the gravy gang, but like you can't just like unionize and be like now Pastor Gravy has to pay us all because it's like we're not making that money and like we can't like I appreciate everybody, but like you can't just you don't own the product now. No, I just I, I feel like I feel like they think that they own that, and then it's like they're like, well, we don't think she should date this person, so we should be entitled to to not letting her date that person. It's like that's kind of crazy. The the best thing about it all is because I mean. It's great because this post is obviously fake, but you get into the comments underneath it and you're like, this is why we fucking have Twitter. Cause it's the best thing. Like one of them, th there's three in a row that popped up on mine. It was 
One guy goes, it's funny enough on its own, but it's even better when you think about the small but non-zero percent of her fans who read this and genuinely support the, or like, and genuinely support the idea. Because they're fucking not. Now, most Swift fans, even the hardcore ones, have somewhat of a level head on there. They're not fucking crazy people. They're just fanatics. Right. I understand. Me and you, same thing for the Packers and the, and the Giants. But I love them the so much. Should pay me. Because I no, talk no, about it so much. Like most, like most would be. But do you think there's zero Giants and Packers fans out there that are like, well, I feel like I should get a piece of the revenue for how I've been right, I do pay their salaries. I've been supporting them for 62 years. I deserve compensation. Same thing with Swift. But they're all just, that's another level of crazy. But also with it are the people that take this and acknowledge that it's bullshit, but still find something in it to get offended about. This guy right here. It's a great parody of fanaticism gone nuts, but keep unions out of it. Without unions, the corporations causing inflation, a.k.a. record profits, would have literally nobody to stop them. And all of us workers just get poorer and poorer. Dude, it's a fucking joke post. It's just, so you thought the was whole it thing a joke, was a joke post or was this a person like, oh, that yeah. was serious that did it? And then no. somebody and then everybody was like, this is fucking dumb. No, no, no. It's someone who's been known to like make fake posts like this. Okay, before. good. Okay. Because yeah. I couldn't tell if it was a troll post or somebody that was a troller that picked up the post and ran with it. And I was like, I hope that was it because I really hope somebody really typed that out, which makes me. But it was just here. that those two, the guy calling out, don't come after unions, were so good. And then right below that guy is a dude going after capitalism. I know this is a parody. But it's time her hardcore stands see her predicated net worth of a billion and stop spending all their time and money supporting the capitalist who's exploiting their parasocial relationship with her. Dude, it's a fucking joke. Quit trying to be philosophical underneath a joke. No, that's the guy the, like you, you that meet kind him of at a person, party. Like, you yeah, see that nothing. guy at a party, you're just like fucking are you serious? Like, no, who invited you, man? Like you have no friends. Um, well, just... actually, the the capitalist infrastructure based off of what the corporate shills have allowed in this country and the tax write-offs for the rich, that's really what's creating this lower middle class deficit that we have in this country today. I'm like, I don't fucking care, man. I want to watch the fucking basketball game. Shut the fuck up and get out of my face. They're the kind of people that would see like a raccoon digging through a garbage can and like grab like a half eaten burger and be like, see, we've created such a wasteful society and the corporations want us to just buy more and throw away all the excess that we have enough food that we can just throw it away in third world countries. Blah, blah, blah. And me, I would look at that and go, <laughs> the raccoon's eating a burger. Yeah. Which do you think is the healthy like mindset to have? Like, I don't know how like people could go through life like that where Everything they see is viewed through a lens of, well, I got to keep my heads up in case there's something societally wrong about this. I don't know. It's a fucking. That's got. It's got to be exhausting. Well, like what every year. So bad. We always talk about how the best halftime show at any football game is the dog, or is the monkey riding the dog. And like every year when that happens, you see like the the video of like the the monkey with a little cowboy hat. He's got the chaps on sometimes. He's holding on to the dog. The dog's running across the field. You're like, yeah, dude. And then there's always like a million comments under this is fucking animal cruelty. The fact that these animals are bred for this and done for this and da, 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 da. shut the fuck up, dude. You're ruining fun. You're ruining fun. All right. It's a fucking dog that has a monkey on its back. Let it fucking live. All right. They're not fucking that's not hard labor for the dog, okay? It's not hard labor. I the dog's gonna get pats. The dog's probably got a bunch of treats. The monkey's gonna get a ton of bananas. 
He's getting all kinds of hanging on. He's going to hang on to whoever he wants afterwards. Like, fucking chill out, all right? It's entertaining. I know I'm not exactly the target of most of the halftime shows at the Super Bowl. But, like, the weekend was great. There's been some good ones. Some that tell me we wouldn't get just as good viewership and people wouldn't love it just as much if instead of spending the millions of dollars it takes to put on there, we took, like, eight Australian shepherds and put monkeys on their back and saddles and just let them chase each other around the field while the Benny Hill theme song was playing for 20 minutes as a halftime show. How great would that be? It's like the puppy bowl, but on steroids. Monkey on dog polo. And we're on the sidelines just hucking ham at the dog. So they're going fucking nuts. Brought to you by ham and mock. Ham. Yeah, yeah. Ham and mock. That whole, that entire halftime show. The world's classiest I mean, hammock restaurant. Ham we'll restaurant. say they, they probably spend millions of dollars a year on the halftime show. This whole one comes in under 25 grand and like 24 grand of that is buying eight capuchin monkeys to put on the backs of oh, the, you ain't the guy. Buy him. You gotta just rent them. Dude, you see fucking Tiger King? These guys with those that'll like let you have them. Let's let on. you hang on to them. You, you you think I'm not going to – if I'm going to put a monkey on an Australian Shepherd's back, you think I'm not going to own both of those animals so I can play with them later? Right, Come but on. Just, just like long-term, probably not the best idea for me to own multiple monkeys. But, not yeah, – you're right. I'm just saying millions of dollars, 25 grand tops. Right. No, I mean I get what – like yeah, like I, I like where you're going with it because like absolutely the Super Bowl does do the halftime shows to get like – the Rihanna was there so the people didn't give a fuck about – the Super Bowl would watch the Super Bowl. Like I get what it's for, but it's like I've always thought like if you just put the puppy bowl on at halftime, like I'm I'm set. That's all I need. All right, cool. And we don't even need to be in the stadium. We're just gonna go to the puppy bowl. All right, give really? me that for 20 minutes. Like I'm in. It should just be we really don't need a halftime show. Just put Charles Barkley, Paul Bissonette, and then give him like Bill Burr and Theo Vaughn. And just have those four just discuss what was going. Because we're going to get about eight minutes of football coverage in that. No, we're going to get about two minutes of football coverage in that. And about 18 minutes of just these ridiculous people making all of us laugh. That's a great halftime show. If I was ever in charge of halftime shows, like I would do the dumbest shit for all but like two halftimes. And I would just spend all my budget on two awesome fucking halftime shows where I'd be like the rest of them. I'd be like, monkey dog. Let's do that. Let's run it back out. All right, cool. Um, Now we're like at, I was like, I was in awe watching clutch the bear at a rockets game, just shoot half court shots off of a ladder for an entire commercial break. And I was like, just do that a whole halftime. Like just have a fucking have a, like a, a random, like Shane Falco type quarterback, have Keanu Reeves come out there and just try and hit the crossbar with a football. I'd watch the fuck out of that for a whole halftime. Honestly, you know, what would be better. Just put Cirque du Soleil out there, dude. That shit is incredible. Dude, yeah, that's like, gotta cost money. It's gonna cost money. Okay. But if you're going to spend it anyway, make it Cirque du Soleil. Well, that's one of the two you one. would spend the money on, obviously, but like you put, you put like two ramps out there in a pulley system and get like five of those guys. And they'll give you the greatest show you've ever seen in your life. And it's going to still cost less than getting fucking Jay-Z to perform. And watching, uh, watching the Stanley cup final lately. And like just the NBA finals too. Like they have so much shit they can do with the lights on the arena floor. Like just put a fucking game of Pac-Man on. At halftime, and like I would watch that. I would watch the fuck out of that for a whole halftime. Like, 
just put like put random like arcade games on and just let me watch like it can just be a computer run one where it's not even anybody playing it but like i would watch that on the floor of a game like i'm a simple bro. man i'm a simple bro, put, man i don't need com- high value entertainment just give me give me the fucking little the screen the, from the office the screen- Yes, give me the box, yes, and we'll see if it hits say. the corner. A whole fucking arena watching that for halftime? Come on. That'd be fucking great. That'd be really funny if we were in charge of halftimes for, like, the Rockets, and we just we spend money on, like, Red Panda, the girl on the unicycle once a year, and then we just do the square in the corner for every other halftime show. Actually, I bet you, you know what would be a better one? Because, like you said, the, the purpose of it is to bring in people that aren't going to watch anyway. I think there's a greater, instead of getting like a pop bit, like somebody that's going to watch that, I think there's a bigger segment of the population that doesn't watch that you could bring in. Get like four of the top gamers and have them just play like free-for-all Halo for 20 minutes. And I think that would bring in more people than what the halftime shows do. And like I said, shit ton cheaper. They're just sitting there. It projects up on the big screen above board, and they're just shit talking each other playing games. I Dude, don't gaming has gotten that the, big. The, I don't even think you need the biggest gamers because, like, I don't like you don't have to spend the money on it, man. Like, if you just had to, well, you uh, want like, it to be a good quality product. Just run it like a sim. Just run a sim, and like nobody has to fucking know. I don't know. Oh no, but see, that's the thing. If you if you get gamers that have a big following, they have a big following. They're gonna bring in all those guys and gals and everybody that doesn't give a shit about football, but they're like, oh, Tim the Tatman's gonna be playing during halftime for a I don't know hundred thousand dollar prize for a ten minute game, him versus three others. People would tune in for that shit, and it would do numb. Dude, you see the kind of numbers that people do on their streams. You got you, you build this as a this was the only time it's gonna air. It's live right now during halftime. That would do some fucking see, my, this, dude marketing. Marketing. That's what I, I should but, do. Um one thing that is a crime, we'll move on after this, is uh just the fact that like every baseball game you go to, like in between innings, they why do they not have races of every kind? Like like if you have the hot dog races at the fucking whatever, like the president's races they have at Nats games, like just do that every inning. Like give me not give me nine of those. I don't like like give me give me the fucking Ford trucks racing at the Astros game every inning. Like, all right, guys, it's the middle of the third. You know what that means? It's time for another fucking truck race. And we're like, let's go. Just give me that. And then you get the bat or the the which which glove is the ball under? Like, give me those every single time. There should never be an inning or a, a half inning that there's not one of those two things. And. I, I know you roll this out in Vegas when they finally get the A's and it's goddamn they're going back and forth, but you roll it out. There's an official in park ballpark gambling app. And every, like you said, in between every inning, there's something that you can bet on. That would be fucking electric. Like, and you know, eventually every stadium is going to get a, a, like an in stadium sports book. Dude, just do that shit. Every half inning up on the Jumbotron, I can just fucking bet on the red truck, the blue truck, and the green. Like, come on. I'm down for that so hard. I can bet which hat the Goya bean's going to be under. Let's do it. That'd be great. Unions, though. We got to halftime shows, I guess, are back, too. But unions, also back this week. Um, Next comeback, kid, is tampons. Because dudes are wearing them now. 
Now dudes are wearing tampons because I guess um that this was like over the weekend they were posting pictures of dudes who were like, Yeah, I use these uh to get they called it gooch grease and it's like it's just gooch sweat. <laughs> I don't like man. that. Like, guys have gooch sweat. We've always had gooch sweat. It's not like a new thing, but it's, yeah. it reminds me of like when like Gen Z just like, oh, look, this is a, the peanut butter and jelly goes good together. Guys, I made this sandwich. It's like, guys, my taint's sweaty. Yeah, man. Everybody's tank gets sweaty, dude. That's I don't, just, we just deal with it. I don't know. I mean, if you, yeah, I guess if you want to use tampons and put them in your gooch, I just don't see it, how it, how it really helps. Cause like I saw somebody was like, well, it saves your underwear. Like, I, what are you? Are you shitting yourself or are you just sweating? Cause if you're sweating, you just wash it. Yeah. No. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's days when I take them off and yeah, a little bit of a streak. It happens like that sometimes. It's like, all right, I guess my butt was leaking a little too. But most days it's just sweaty. Like it's just sweaty. Like if you wipe and clean properly and you don't have diarrhea that day, you shouldn't be shitting on your pants. Right. Right. My biggest problem with this whole fucking thing. Is BuzzFeed writing this goddamn article? I assume the writer is 22, 23 years old because he used the term gooch grease. I'm sorry. There are two acceptable terms, swamp ass and swamp nut. That's what it's been forever. Don't try and come up with a new – those names are perfect. They are what they are. Don't fucking rename shit. It's like, oh, this isn't my pinky. This is my end-of-hand extender. No, it's called a fucking pinky, you jackass. Yeah. It's called swamp ass. It's called swamp nut. Yeah, um, and then the man show years ago did man ponds was a bit they did, and that was kind of like when you get ass sweat, and it's like, well, this has already been a thing, but welcome, welcome to the future, kids. Um, oh, and yeah, dude, tampons though they're fucking, back, not just for ladies anymore. Bro, Big Black talked about that and Robin Big years ago. He was like, yeah, I fold up some fucking paper towels and I stick them between my butt cheeks because I sweat a lot. And shit happens. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that makes perfect fucking sense. But Colin trying to call it gooch grease and shit. And also, Jesus I feel Christ. like in the long term, if men are buying up the tampons, it's just going to increase the price for women. Yeah, and we're trying to help. Quit doing that, guys. Women, fellas. Also, is it just me, or are you suddenly seeing a shit ton of tampon commercials in your streaming sites? Well, so streaming, I feel like. I feel like it's hard to judge like with streaming because like you get the algorithm and then the algorithm just runs the same six ads max. Like it's, you don't ever have more than like a rotating six. So it'll be like the same, like, Oh cool. Chic Quattro is, oh. is running a fucking razor ad every other time. And it, yeah, that's, the tampon ones do pop up a lot. I feel like that's what doesn't make sense to me. Cause if the ads are driven by like an algorithm and pushed to you specifically, why the fuck do I get literally 80% of my commercials? I'm, I think it's Hulu are tampons or in Spanish. What the Spanish fuck about that, what yeah. I'm watching is giving me these. Like, I feel like if I've never watched something in Spanish, most of my ads shouldn't be in Spanish. No, sometimes maybe... it just gets mixed up with like what's loaded in there. Like we we occasionally have run like Spanish ads on the radio station. People are like, "What the fuck are y'all doing? Why are y'all running?" It's like I don't I don't load the commercials, man. I just well, fucking hang out say. and I do all the other stuff. So it's like sometimes it's just like a mishap. But like whenever it happens, like the tampon commercials will happen on mine. I'm like I live with my wife, so I would imagine that like she's watching TV too. I know she uses Hulu also. So if it's a tampon commercial, I'm like, well, she's probably in the algorithm, but. Yeah, I don't know. Gucci yeah, I mean, is probably what it is. I'm sure That's it makes why. sense they're like because they're like... Combat the Gooch Grease. 
Well, it's I'm sure they're like, well, was it 40 to 50 to 60? I don't know what it is. I'm just making up numbers off the top of my head. But that percentage of the country speaks Spanish, either as a first or second language. So like, dude, it, we might as well fucking run it because the numbers say it's going to be it's going to hit enough people anyway, which makes sense. And honestly, the fact that I really can't even understand what they're saying in the commercial at this point with how much Spanish I've been around my whole fucking life and I still am just like blank face not picking up what they're saying is kind of embarrassing. But uh, I don't know. It's just the frequency of them with the kind of shows that I'm watching, like that and tampons. I'm like, why is this all I'm getting? You're missing ad revenue of the straight white man. <laughs> um all right. Next next comeback kid we got is golf. Big day for golf. Robert Stoke because the PGA tour is merging with the Live Tour. The Saudi money is now not too bad for the PGA. So um like not even a year ago, the Live Tour was like, hey, what if we just took all of our chic money? And gave people billions of dollars to come play three days a week instead of four days a week to win like triple the money you would win on a PGA tour event. And then, you know, you, you have less weeks you have to work. So really you get paid a lot more to work less. And the PGA tour was just like, what the fuck? That's fucking stupid. And anybody that left there, like you're basically supporting blood money. You're basically supporting terrorism. You're basically supporting this. I, I don't remember the PGA head guy's name like the, the that's what i'm trying to look up right guy now in charge fucking... of the pga tour but he compared the saudi owners uh he he basically was like i have people in my life i know two families that were affected and lost loved ones in 9 11 and this is a slap jay in the face to them oh, yeah jay monahan jay monahan yeah. like he was like this is a slap in the face to them this is there's this is no place in the sport where, where you got to realize like morals you have to have morals and uh, you do have to have morals, I guess. And for the PGA Tour, those morals last about like 10 and a half months. And yeah. then it's like, well, yeah. well you know, uh, and I, mean, I feel like a lot, like we're not the only people that have said it, but like a billion dollars is a fucking billion dollars, dude. It's a billion if dollars. This, if, if the Saudi Arabians wanted to buy Pass Gravy for a billion dollars, absolutely in four seconds, not even four seconds. I'd be like, yep. Exactly. Yeah. You get to have it. That's so why I I... we're a Saudi podcast now. That's what I would do because I can be bought for a billion dollars. I fully, and basically everyone fully acknowledges that the 9-11 attacks were funded by the Saudi government, and we understand that. Like, that that's not something that you have to acknowledge or not. That is a fact. They funded the terrorist attacks that attacked our fucking country. And everyone acknowledges that, but also, I'm not going to get mad at a guy that a rival sports organization offered them so much goddamn money that their children's children's children will be forever set for the rest of their fucking lives. And they took it to work less. And still you're just playing a fucking sport. But all the people that go up in arms about it, like, well, I would, I would never fucking yeah. Jay Monahan and Brandel Chambly about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's an integrity that goes with the sport. And these guys are terrible. How dare, how dare they, how dare, dare they why would you ever take money from this or i don't know because they gave me generational wealth that previously before this was never available in my profession in the history of fucking mankind and now it comes out jay monahan 
is just like, hey, he put out a press release to the players like, hey, you know, we're doing this, blah, blah. Brandel Chambly hasn't said a fucking word. A guy that'll in golf that'll never shut the fuck up about telling you what is right and wrong and how things should be done. News has been out for seven hours now, yeah, eight hours on Tuesday this week. Yeah, not a fucking word from this guy. Not a fucking word because he's waiting for his bosses to tell him what he thinks about it. He's going full he's Nancy complete, Grace on this. He's, he's Nancy a, Grace Duke lacrosse in it. He's a complete fucking shill. Probably take a week off. I that bet. shit on other people for taking money from a company that we're paying them and not even asking them to show for him. They're like, just show up and play golf. That's all you got to do. Fucking, uh, what's his name? Phil Mickelson has just been like subtly just dunking on people all day. Just, he's not, he's not like saying shit, but he's just liking all the posts of people dunking on people for him. And he's like, yep. Yep. Yeah. I made a hundred million dollars knowing that this was going to come back to normal in a year and I was going to work for them one way or the other. Yep. Fuck yourselves. Right. Fucking it's, it's, it's really funny just how quickly, like I figured this was going to be, it would be going on a long time and really all it took was Brooks Kepka, who I bet on to, uh, to win the PGA championship being the first live golf tour player to ever win a major since the inception of the live tour. And after that, that, that was the jets beating the Colts in the super bowl where they were like, fuck, we got to merge. And Brooks Kepka did that. Brooks, Brooks is Kepka the man. Is Joe Namath. Brooks is the fucking man. He's just a dude. What a great guy. He's just a guy. On. He's just a normal dude that happens to be fucking ridiculously good at golf. Like right. He doesn't even watch it when he's not playing. He doesn't take a lot of time in between shots. He's like, it's going to go where I want it or it's not. And he just happens to be really fucking good at putting it where he wants it. And somebody offered him a hundred million dollars. And he was like, and I got to work like, Eight weeks a year now? Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. Oh, you, you know, the guy who famously doesn't show up for any tournament unless it's a fucking mate or uh, by, by the doesn't show up, doesn't play well. But when it's the majors, he's always played well. He's like, I only got to do this like eight times a year now. Fuck yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, man. Uh, it's just the, it's really funny watching like, like nobody's lose on their minds. But nobody's on the PGA side, and it's really funny just them being like, this is great for the sport. We're going to grow the sport. It's like, you fucking hated the live tour. You wanted anything that you could do to take it down to happen. And now you're like, well, we're buddies. No! It's you, like, oh, because you got, your, you got your pockets lined a little bit. Turns out money rules everything. So yeah, you talk morality, so much shit about the tour. Zero. Money, oh, a yeah. million. Oh, so so like ninety nine point nine percent of any other situation in the history of mankind, money beat morality. Yeah, it's how money it always happens. Is undefeated. Yeah, like you can't. They talk so much shit about the live tour. They fucking butchered every player that dared even entertain going them. And then, ten and a half months later, they're like, "We're taking the money too. Thank you." We're just not going to talk about the human rights violations that are still going on in the country because they're giving us money. But yeah, dude, okay. I'd shut up about it too. It, it's fucking business. But you know what? You should have seen it coming. About that, it like that, yeah. Oh, I would too. I would too. But also, I wouldn't be the one. But ones, I'm not going to. Yeah. We're not I would never like be we're the too guy, good for that. I would never be the guy shit talking them and mercilessly doing it, knowing. <laughs> Yeah, paychecks coming my way sometime in the future, and I'm gonna look like yeah. an asshole. I'm not gonna talk down on anybody like that. I'm like, oh, I would absolutely take that money. Yeah, 
the the best thing I saw from it, it was something along the lines of uh, uh, with the merger, the PGA Tour and every tournament is still going to control holes one through eight and then 12 through 18 and the live tour is going to control nine 11. <laughs> and I was like, that's a goddamn good joke. That is a damn good joke. Not a bad joke. <laughs> I, I, I had to stop. I had to walk to the back when I was at work earlier and I read that. I was like, yeah, I'm not I can't show this anybody, but <laughs> Oh no, I showed every dude. I work in a restaurant. There's no rules in restaurants. Um... <laughs> There's no rules. <laughs> Uh, last knock or last comeback kid we got is, um, it's our boys, West Ham, the, the team that we have revamped. We're bringing them back. Um, I mentioned this last week. We are recording on Tuesday. Shout out to Pat for recording a day early. Uh, West Ham plays in their first European final. And I believe like 47, 60 something years. It's been a, it's been a very, 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 very long time. Since West Ham has played in a European final, if you don't know what that is, there's the Premier League that West Ham is in. Then you can play in the Champions League, you can play in the Europa League, or you can play in the Conference League. You have to finish high enough in your league to get qualified for that. West Ham is playing in the Conference League. We're playing Fiorentina, Fiorentina of the Italian League for the final. They've been playing in this league all season, and this is it. So they win tomorrow. They get to hoist a trophy. Um... They've never been, they've never gotten to a game as big as this in the entirety of us supporting West Ham. So this is huge for us. And I mean, really, they were a team fighting off relegation five years ago when we supported them. And now look at them. Now look at them. I'm gonna need Indian you to ask football. your wife because I am. So it, holy God, it has been about five years, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So for five years, I've been saying I was going to go to a game. And now that we're finally in some happening. sort of championship, I'm showing up tomorrow. I'm going to need you to ask your wife if she's got any sort of face paints or just paint in general. Now that mm. I'm fucking, I got the bald dome going on, I think we paint my head tomorrow for the game. I feel like you, I got, think, you go I, to I, Party City, go to a Party City. I didn't. Well, I'm not putting any effort into this, but I'm saying if your wife happens to have some extra, like black paint. paint. Well, no, or just like black pa- or paint. I'll paint my fucking head. I don't care. I just want to put like, come on, you irons or something on my head, so it looks like I'm a super fan. But really, I'm showing up for the first time in five yeah. years. Yeah, you should have bought like some gear. I have a scarf. I, a scarf. I'll I'll rock a fucking scarf. A I'll fucking turn that scarf into a turban on my head and rock it. Okay. I'll look good. Maybe I just yeah. get a Sharpie. Oh, no, I can't do Sharpie. That's not going to come off, and I don't work. Uh, yeah. No, I'll figure something out. Nick's place. But I want to. Rocky Ridge Road. I'm my head. June 7th, 2 p.m. Central Time. If anybody is listening to this ahead of time, you are more than welcome to come have some beers with the boys. And we're going to be watching West Ham. If they lose, I'll be very upset drinking. If they win, I'll be very happy drinking. We're going to we're gonna buy some bottles. We'll get some cigars. We'll be having ourselves a fucking day, but uh, I I am uh, get a very appreciative for you recording today because I will be doing all of the podcast, editing all of everything, to make sure that I have absolutely nothing on my agenda for tomorrow besides watching West Ham, and I'm very excited and I'm also very nervous. So who are we playing? Fiorentina. Fiorentina. Okay, so so in my head, I'm thinking the ideal way this can go is like 10, 15 minutes into the game, we're up 2-0. That'd be great, and, and and we can just get obnoxious with it. Oh yeah, 
and, oh, yeah. and just be a fucking mess. And then I'll and then I'm the good luck guy. <laughs> no, dude, yeah, we need you to be a good luck guy. We need you to be. Oh, the good dude, luck I'm gonna. Guy. Oh, dude, I'll, I'll be the guy that's like, okay, things are. Let's rally, everyone, change seats. I'm. I'm basically gonna be the guys from Celtic Pride. I'm gonna be like, everyone, okay, move. Good. No shit, that didn't work. Everyone, move back. Move back. That's gonna be a good time. Very excited and just you know, who would have thought we supported this club years ago, but not wanted to be some bandwagon ass bitches that now we're one of the elites. Maybe I'll just buy a copy of Green Street Hooligans and tape it to my shirt. Yeah, just just buy, just print out like the West Ham badge and just tape it to your shirt. No, I want it to be Green Street Hooligans. I just I, I wear a shirt with Charlie Hunnam's picture on it. Not yeah, even that from that movie, just a picture of him. Just have the Lord of the Rings. Got Elijah Wood on it. He's in the, he's in Green Street Hooligans. Dude, six degrees of Kevin Bacon. It all works. Watch Green Street Hooligans. That's basically the reason that Pat said we should be West Ham fans, and I hadn't seen it until he Ooh. said that. And it's, it's, it's on. free on YouTube, but like, uh, not say, a great movie. Mean... Really corny movie. Not a great Excuse movie at me. all. Excuse me. No, no, no. Yeah, it's obviously not. But you should have to say not. A... The movie is what it is. If you watch that movie, be like, well, it wasn't cinematography great. It's fucking a movie about soccer hooligans. Okay, fucking temper your expectations and enjoy it. But I think we should both watch that tonight. All right, to get I'm ready for it. Doing some editing. Yeah. <laughs> Elijah Wood win, windmill punching and just connecting and knocking a dude out. It's the funniest fucking. <laughs> but West Ham, though, they're back. And um, hopefully they will be another comeback kid next week when we're talking about how they won and we got to celebrate all Wednesday. I'm very excited about that. Uh, moving on, let's go to the not cool segment. A lot of stuff in this world will make you say, hey, man, that's not cool. But one of those will never be little MAR fresheners. They are the best air fresheners in all of the land. You're driving around with those little baby back bitch little fucking green trees or yellow trees or black trees or whatever it is you got on your rear view mirror. Fucking rip those things down, throw them on your uh, on your passenger side, and go over to littleemshop.com, littleemshop.com, order you some air fresheners. You're going to get free shipping on orders of $10 or more. And when you use our promo code PTG69, you're going to get 10% off of your order. So you're going to get 10% off your order and $10 off order and free shipping on orders of $10 or more. Go get some air fresheners, get some compact mirrors, get some stickers, get some custom keychains, just get some regular keychains. All kinds of awesome stuff. They have digital prints. All kinds of cool things. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Head over to littlemshop.com. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Little M Air Freshener is the best on the planet. Promo code PTG69 at littlemshop.com gets you 10% off your order. That's littleemshop.com. If you get something from Little M Shop, tag them on Twitter. They're at littleemtweets. And on Instagram, they're at littleemshop. Let them know you're supporting the people supporting the podcast. littlemshop.com. Promo code PTG69 for 10% off your order at littlemshop.com. littlemshop.com, the official sponsor of the Not Cool segment. Not cool, man. Dude, that's not cool. Not cool. Not cool. Dude, that's not cool. Not cool, man. Dude, that's not cool. Not cool. Let's start off with some listener or viewer submitted not cools. If you're listening to us, don't forget to head over to the YouTube channel, Pass Degree Podcast on YouTube. Just search it, or you can go to youtube.com slash at Pass Degree Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to that. We're trying to get to 500 subscribers. If you are watching us, 
Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you, Robert, for doing this while you were up in Denver. But um, if you're watching, go and uh, hit, hit listen to us on uh, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever else you listen to podcasts. We want views. We want listens from all you guys. So hit us up. Please help a brother or a couple brothers out. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna read some of your not cools. If you, anything happens to you, you stub your toe, that's not cool. Yeah. You get run over by a bus. Also not cool. There's varying degrees, but we like it when you share your not cools with us. Hashtag PTG not cool to at pass great pod. That's how we will search for them. And uh, let's start with Glamour Perry. She's at Glam for life on Twitter. Glamour says her not cool is coming home after being away for two weeks only to find out that your ex cut you off from their Netflix. I am now a first time Netflix subscriber. Hand up. Side note, we broke up two years ago. Well, I, think I mean, you just got to be appreciative of how long you were able to have the access. Yeah, like, I mean, reading this, I guess it's cool that you're still at least semi cool with your ex. It must have been at least somewhat well, cool forgot. because he let you keep. I feel like if it's a bad breakup, you know. Yeah. Like they have my cool. fucking Netflix. Yeah. But uh, hey, you got two. Hey, you saved. What's it? How much is Netflix worth cost of Netflix. now? Whatever, whatever uh, what it is it like? now, just times it by two. Ten bucks a month. We'll say you saved two hundred and forty bucks Look the last you. couple of years. Entrepreneur. And now that you're not sharing the Netflix, you can build your own algorithm. That's for, a nice oh, that thing. Is, that is nice. Sometimes but you also can just have you gotta pay for Sometimes it now, you can have so. profiles on it, but yeah. I also feel like you know what? You're a good looking chick. You can just like just like how every good looking girl can get on a boat when it's summer. Mm-hmm. You could probably have gotten a Netflix profile from somebody. I believe Glamour was also Boat Girl, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's, yeah, I mean, I was kind of, I don't want to say you're checking all like the boxes for like hot girls getting stuff for free, but you're checking all the boxes for hot girls getting stuff for free, which is dope. I'm not shitting on it. I'm just saying you're checking all those boxes. We get the piece standing up, they get to go on boats. There's a trade to everything in life. Glamour, please hit me up about an Amazon wish list that we would love for you to post about with things that we also would like on them. That's the dream is getting some chick to like put your stuff that you want on an Amazon wish list and then like, people buy it for her, but then she gives it to you. I didn't even think about that. I recently, like, and by recently, I mean two days ago, discovered the warehouse deals on Amazon. Oh, I know. You were sending like, me and Robert a bunch of stuff. Bro, so many lawn chairs that look so cool. Like so, like I was in, I was looking through camping because yeah. the deals were so good. I can't <laughs> afford to not get this. You don't go camping, but look at the prices. <laughs> Dude, it's just, I found a backpack that holds what is it, fifty-eight beers? Is that what it was? Yeah, no, that was crazy. That was crazy. There's some good stuff. I'm not on. gonna lie. It was like we, so, like, we uh, just yeah, got if I could. Put that got, like on a 15 links that Pat sent us, and Robert's like, What's up, buddy? He's like, I just found out Amazon warehouse deals. It was three links. Well, it was like I on said, my watch, so it was like it was ding, 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 ding. So it just felt like a bunch, but I was like, What? I what's sent going on? Robert a chair because I thought that was funny and it was a good deal. He might like it. it was great then deal. I go, Well, then I go, Well, I sent Robert one, so Alex needs one. And that's when I sent you the backpack that holds all that beer, which would be perfect for your one camping trip a week or I mean a year. And then I found uh, a lawn chair with a canopy on it that I sent to Robert because I think that would just be really funny on camera. I would also think, yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> it was three fucking like, but don't get me wrong. 
I sent like 14 others to my group chat. <laughs> See, I, you know who <laughs> I am the target audience if I was rich are. of ham, of ham mocks. Of ham, mo- ham and mock? Yeah, you would absolutely love that place. <laughs> just a fucking dumb redneck that has money. Except I'm not even a redneck. I'm just dumb. Um, next not cool is from Tessa Goriant at Tessa Goriant on Twitter. It's Tessa G O R Y A N C E. And Tessa says her not cool is spilling coffee on yourself on your way to work. I have had that happen. And that is one of the worst where you're like already like on your way there. And you just, I can't turn around and now I just gotta, like I spilled it where it's like, it has like the Brown on your jeans and it's just like, Hey, I spilled coffee. I don't know. See for like, for me and you though, it's not a big deal. You're just like, ah, people be like, ah, you know, have coffee on you. But you also, you know, you're you on radio. Like a, a tie, yeah. If you're wearing like a nice shirt and khakis, people are like, what the fuck's wrong with you, buddy? I mean, granted, my whole vibe is just that of a man who looks like a mess anyway. But I also you wear look an like apron. You spill coffee a lot. I wear an apron because anytime I tend to try and help anybody in the restaurant, I spill shit on myself. There you go. So then it, it's just on the apron. Doesn't matter so much for us, but uh, and also I, I would never like if I went into I don't know a Walgreens or whatever, and somebody had a coffee stain on their shirt, I wouldn't think bad about them. I'd be like, ah, they spilled coffee on themselves on their way they're in. A, they're a hustler. I mean, hustler. that's life. That's life. Sometimes, yeah, you want your employees to look pristine and great all the time, but anybody that's like, ah, their employee had a coffee stain on them, three stars out of five. I'd be like, well, you should fucking go kill yourself because I hate yeah, you. Up, You're a nerd. bad person. You fucking dickhead. You know what? You're not welcome to ham and mock. Hey, just be happy that they're there. If they needed the coffee so bad that they were doing something to where it spilled on them because they were probably driving on their way to work, they still showed up. That person's a fucking trooper. All right? Think about that next time. Yeah. So, Tessa, you good, girl. You good. You good. You good. Um, Next one is from Mikey Paul. Oh, no. This is... Yeah, it was Mikey, Mikey Paul. At It's Just Mikey P on Twitter. And uh, Robert, he attached a photo to this in the prep sheet. If you want to go grab the photo I put in there and put it on the video version. Um, Mikey says, my wife called me freaking out because we had a big old nope rope snake, a big old snake hanging out on the back porch. I wasn't home at the time, but luckily my father-in-law was able to take care of it. Almost had to call in Frankie Ocho and Associates. His Frankie Ocho and Associates can remove a snake from your back porch absolutely oh uh, um, i keep saying yeah, that's a big, old I don't snake. Know why. It's a big uh, old snake mikey i'm not gonna lie if i find a snake i'm fucking calling you too dude i will scream like a little i've talked about it before i scream like a little girl and i jumped up and flapped my hands up and down last time a snake was by me i don't i don't fuck with snakes man don't fuck with snakes like literally i'm looking at the picture Same and like my toe snake. My toes are curling. I want to pick my feet up off the ground. I don't. I don't fuck with that shit, man. So yeah, your wife is wrong or not wrong. Your wife. Your wife is wife in is the right. right. Yeah. So sorry. I've been, I've been crushing no rope. Um, <laughs> next one is from Brandon Davis, aka Texas Cat Daddy. He's at a stream of cream on Twitter, and Brandon says. It's not cool. It's got fired from my job. They were and are nice people. Even are paying for this week, regardless of me not working, and will give a good work word to anyone calling via reference. I kind of did it to myself. Long story short. Yeah, man, that sucks, dude. Um, 
T's and P's for you, obviously. Um, I know that, uh, I, I, I play Xbox with Brandon sometimes, so I know he, uh, this was a fairly new job in the last year for him. So that sucks. And, uh, he's, he's a guy that's going to lay on his feet. He always does. He's going to bounce right back. Very skilled guy, but, uh, at a stream of cream, if anybody's got any leads for him, hit you. I was going to say, and, you uh, get, uh, gravy gang always the, sells gravy gang. You got the gravy game network. It's like the Aggie network, but better. Less of a cult. So I, I I don't know what you do, but we we got we got a works in the pool. Fair, we got a fair spread. So uh, I don't know. Just reach out. Maybe somebody can point you in the right direction. We got a you bunch work of help. mock. We got a waiter position waiting for you. Ooh, you can throw. He's got to open everything you, up first. He so said he works in the pool business. Maybe we a couple of the hammocks are over a pool. Somebody needs to dive in to catch the ham that drops. Perfect. You know. Perfect. We could work all that into it. But yeah, dude, yeah. T's and P's, man. We love you. And uh, sorry to hear that, dude. Sorry to hear that, man. Thinking about you. You're going to lay on your feet. I know you will. Uh, last listener viewer submitted not cool. It's from Ashley Wilkins at Buster Healer Mix on Twitter. And Ashley says, my bank account just disappeared. And it had a lot of money in it. So I went to the bank and they said that they marked it dormant because I hadn't used it for two years. They said they thought I was dead. I have three accounts under the same name with that same bank. That's how. Ridiculous. So you just shut it down. Like they didn't. They didn't email. They didn't. But like where does that money go? Yeah, don't they usually call? Like where does that money go? Do they just well? That's ours now. Probably they probably take it as a. Oh, they must have died this all defaults to the government because we don't have a will on file because we're a bank and that's not something that we do. That's some fucking bullshit. That's shady. And especially like she said, yeah, I've got three other accounts with this same bank all under the same name. And at no point did they think we should fucking reach out, see if they're, if this right. just is an account that they don't use very often. That is some bullshit. Um, yeah. That's gotta be a pain in the ass to deal with. Um, so tease and piece of that. And especially when it's a bank, it's like, it's never going to be easy. You're going to probably have to make a phone call. You can just go in for a little bit, but that's going to take four hours. And like banks have just like, the ones like me, it's like, oh, hey, we're open from uh, one o'clock to three. And you're open for three hours almost? Like what we, we just do all day? Like, well, we're open from noon to two. Why do you even open then? Like, what's the point? I've never it's seen inconvenient hours. Like the most inconvenient hours. I feel like they're getting smaller and smaller. No, I I always know banks. They close at five. They're like, yeah, you I knew just, that. But like, we're the one, I've you gone to that. ones that were closed at like three. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, that's crazy. Now, I mean, obviously, the big dude Memorial Day is coming up. Blah blah blah. We're gonna be closed that day. I get that. Maybe just hold normal business hours. I think a lot of it though, like it came down during COVID. Like, they were just laying people off left and right. So, like, we can only afford to staff this for, like, three hours a day. But fuck everyone else. We're a bank. They still need to use us. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It's stupid. But that sucks. And, like, they're never, like, going to be easy to deal with. They always fuck with you even more. And then they're like, oh, I noticed that you uh, didn't have this particular type of credit card with us. I was wondering if we could. No, fucking. I don't want to give you more of my shit, man. Fuck you. Give me my money. Give me my shit. Leave me alone. Stop bugging me. It's my money. And it's it's got to be like uh, like working uh, like an insurance company. Like it's not just going to be no, 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 no. I'm still alive. 
don't do that to my account. They'll Can be you okay. Prove just search yeah, it I'm back on. They're like, they're, they're going to be like, you got to jump through 47 hoops just to get your own money back. Can you send us a proof of life? Like a picture? With a newspaper? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that sucks, Ashley. That sucks. He's a um, piece. Sorry about that. Pass the great pod. Hashtag PTG not cool. If you want to send us your not cool submissions, we'll pick some of the best ones each week. Pat, I will go first. I had a couple. Do that, it. Uh, I could sound off on one was uh, this happened Monday this week. So yesterday as we were recording this and I got up for work, I brushed my teeth. I went and I started making coffee. I got Wheezy's leash and then I was walking Wheezy to my front door to take Wheezy out before coming back in and then going to work. And then I was like, this isn't, I don't have a screen door on my apartment door and like the paint was different. And then I realized, Oh shit, I'm dreaming. And then I woke up and my alarm was going off. And so I had to then get up and do what I was just dreaming about doing. Like I dreamt that I was doing my pre-work, like wake up, brush your teeth, do all the stuff before work. Like I was already doing all of that. And then I had to really do that. And I felt like it wasn't fair to me that I really had to do that mentally twice since I had to dream about it. And then I had to go do it. And it was also like, it made me late. So me dreaming about doing the chores that I then had to do really took away time from when I could have been actually doing those chores one time. I felt like I made two cups of coffee that morning, even though I really made one, I dreamt that I made another one. Yeah. I've, I've never had dreams like that. Like I've never weird. been the I one to be like, I had not either. It freaked me out. Well, I mean, I've never been one to understand mid-dream that I was dreaming. And I think, like, even if I've ever been close to it, that dream just ends and I go into a new one and my brain Well, it's always the end of a dream for me. It's always the end of a dream for me. And, like, I I was – there was a time in college I really tried to get into lucid dreaming. I've I've never been able to figure that out. It's not worth it. I don't have the wherewithal to do it. You're supposed to wake up, write shit down that you remember from it so you can go back to it. I don't know if I want to go back to a dream. I just want to, like – know if, it, if i yeah. had a dream and it's like you can have like tells where like oh this will be like this isn't where it normally is or like like your house doesn't look the same and it's like you really like little subtleties that your brain doesn't normally realize but like i was like opening a screen door like i don't have a screen door and then my body i just woke up well, i've like, had what? dreams where i was What's cuddling my dog and then all of a sudden it was my brother and i didn't know the difference and i was just like i i can't there's no way i could pay enough attention in a dream I was just like, it's oh, always at the end when it, very, it very rarely happens. I usually don't even remember my dreams, but it was, I was just pissed that I was like, I did like the wake up work chore routine and it didn't even like that. That shouldn't be a dream. Like when I said we should get paid for dreaming no. about work, like I should get some sort of compensation for that. The closest I've ever come to that is when. And thank God through years of just being a degenerate drinker, my body has learned, dude, you don't pee when sleeping anymore. Cause I've had dreams where I just take like 19 pisses. Like I'm pissing over here and then I'm pissing over there. And then I just like, I stop pissing and I walk across the room. Like I could piss. So then I just start pissing again. And then I wake up and I'm like, Oh, I got to piss. So that's the closest I've ever come, but I don't, I don't ever do that whole like my morning routine shit. And then I wake up and I got to do it again. My brain does not work. If if it's functional at all, like you said, because you know, when you're fucking drunk as shit, you don't usually dream. 
but yeah, dude, that sounds awful. I'm sorry that happened to you, dude. Yeah, it was not great. But uh, another thing I think is even more not great, not cool, fitting into this segment is um, valets. I'm fucking done with valets, man. It's not cool. It doesn't make a place look classier. It's annoying. Every fucking little like 25 fucking spot parking lot in Houston now has to have a valet, and I can see my car across from the parking, like across. If I can see my car from the valet stand and it's not like because i asked you to park it up front or anything like that it doesn't need to be valet it doesn't need to be valet and all these restaurants are like we have eight parking spots we're gonna cone off the whole fucking parking lot like like they they fuck up businesses for other places where it's like i can't park here because your your restaurant that no one is at right now has valet parking because you think it makes it look classier and now i gotta fucking give this guy more money it's like i don't i'm not gonna give you money and there's so many times where I'm like, I'll just take the key. Just give me the key. Like, if I have to wait on the valet when I can see my car, that's fucking horseshit. And I'm not fucking, I'm not fucking paying for that. I'm not fucking paying for that. And it's like, it's supposed to be like, well, this is luxury. This is nice. It's a cool, it's like, at a hotel, yeah, that makes sense for a valet. At a fucking restaurant that's got less than 50 fucking parking spots, no. No, it doesn't. It's a fucking waste of time. And when I have to sit in a car behind another car to wait for the valet to get to me, that's wasting my time. I should be able to fucking park in a parking spot and just fucking go. I went to dinner not too long ago even uh, for, for my mom's birthday, and they do valet there. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to pay for the valet this time. I'm just going to go par- in this parking garage. And all the way, the first three fucking like, floors of the parking garage were just coned off. Just coned off. So I had to go all the way to the fucking roof of this parking garage. It's like, this is fucking bullshit, dude. You don't get to just block off 49,000 spots and be like, nope, you know, valet, you got to park all the way up there. It's like, I'm just going to fucking take that. Like, you don't own those. And I'm pretty sure I could do that. I, it's so dumb. Like, it, it makes sense in cities in like the Northeast, like New York, Boston, Philadelphia, uh, DC, cities like that, that had urban planning for them to be walkable cities. Okay, Okay, yeah. the valet can be a thing because, like, you know, a lot of people aren't driving anyway because it's a walkable city. They live within walking distance. It doesn't make sense in, in Houston. It's such a far, sprawling city, and everything is a commute. People are driving everywhere, and they're like, well, we'll just let's take up parking to preserve parking. That doesn't make fucking sense at all. It's the dumbest shit ever. And it, like it's a big reason I could never live in Houston. Like this is why I love living in the suburbs. Like living in Katy is great. There's there are no parking shortages. It's just like you fucking park and you go to what you got to do. And there there is space everywhere available for everything. In Houston, it doesn't make sense. It's, it's not a walkable. Dude. But I'm saying it's not a walkable city. That's why it doesn't make sense because you can't walk anywhere everywhere because it's 176 fucking degrees outside on the concrete in the summer. It doesn't make sense up there in the Northeast where it's a semi cooler climate or, well, I mean, I say semi because I'm thinking New York and it's concrete and it just bakes on top of you, but it's walkable. You, you Everywhere up there, because it's walkable, you pretty much only hang out in your neighborhood or very close to it because there's local restaurants, there's bars and everything has a walkable distance to it. In Houston, there's no such thing as walkability. Like really it's when you are in, um, uh, what's the area area that Woodrow's is in where they have all those bars? You walk from bar to bar, either, but then at the end of the night, you either drive or Uber way the fuck away from there to where you're going because that's just how it works. 
It's like it, valet parking is fucking bullshit it's in a city. Unnecessary. Like and I don't understand at all how like like it's a it'll be a like a, a a parking lot that is shared by like nine businesses, but the restaurant that is the one of the smaller tenants gets to cone off all of the parking spots. It's, it's it, like, it, like I should be able to park maybe not right in the front, and I'm fine with that, but I should be able to park. And there's places that like you can't. They're like it's valet only. This is valet only. And like I'm not. I'm absolutely not going here. Then I will just leave because I'm not fucking. Like you can't force me to valet. Yeah, dude, it drives away bit like because if you can't just drive downtown and find parking, then you're like, well, I'm just not gonna drive downtown. I'm just, just not gonna, gonna go do downtown it now. And and see that's the thing. That's the only other option is well, I can spend forty bucks on valet. Or I can spend, or you know, twenty bucks on valet, or I can spend like thirty bucks each way, but then I can drink. And you're like, well, it's just, you're, you're, it's just making you spend so much goddamn money either way. It sucks. This Which is, is a, another reason I just don't leave my fucking house. And if I do, I stay in Katie. I don't go downtown. The only time I ever go downtown is to a game, and I'll pay for I'll pay for parking for a game, which I fucking do maybe once a year anyway but it's like if i'm going to eat i'm not paying before i pay to eat it's the dumbest shit ever and then giving you five bucks because you brought my car 10 feet and didn't crash oh, into shit. and this this might be a shitty thing i guarantee you if i fucking valet in houston i'm not fucking tipping you I always feel Which like I gotta is, give like a dollar or two, but like it, that's the thing. If I give you a dollar, I'm like, that's just fucking bull-. like when, I when, mean, you, oh, when it's mandatory valet and you have to pay for it, that is bullshit to me. I will because that, I'm like, that, you can't just put a cover charge. You can't just add it as a cover charge. Everything I said is a lie. If I had the valet, I actually here's the crazy thing is I don't know if I would because chances are I don't have cash on me because I never have a cash. And if I show up and it's valet only. I, I would have to look at the valet and be like, dude, I don't even can I use card? Can I tip yeah. you that way? Because I don't carry cash. Well, here's the change. I because had. guess what? We don't live in a fucking walkable city, so I'm not used to valet, so I don't know how this commerce works. But yeah, valets. Bullshit. The whole, the, the whole thing bullshit. pisses me off. That sucks. Uh, I had a couple. One, um, I never thought I would have a not cool that involves Southern Star, but it's not their fault. It is not. It's just the the story involves Southern Star. I just always thought every time I have Southern Star, I'm so happy. There's nothing that could be not cool about it. False. I leave work today. Um, I have to stop on the way home to get some delicious beer for the podcast. I have depleted (laughs) my storage. Because also, uh, my mom asked me to bring up beer when I went up the other week, and so I didn't even realize I kind of just brought her all of my beer. So I'm on the way home. I stop at really. Here's what my knock cool is. It's the Bunker Hill. On, uh, it's the HEB on Bunker Hill in I-10. I go there. I, I've stopped there a hundred times to get beer. They always have multiple kinds. Bunch of Southern Star. I go there today, and in their cold fridge where all the craft beer is, I'm scanning nothing. Nothing. The only Southern Star they had was a 12-pack of Bombshell Blonde on the shelf, not even cold. Mm. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck happened because they usually have two or three in the cooler. Right now, they only have one kind. So fucking angry. 
so fucking angry with them. They've got all these other bullshit beers that I know don't fucking sell. And we've got delicious shit like this. I, and I had no fucking option. That's why, like, thank God my brother's back in town. I, I have all the beer in the fridge, and I just keep texting and bring me another beer, bring me another beer when I need it. What the fuck, Bunker Hill H-E-B? Hey, hey, look at right now. Look at me right here. Get your fucking shit together. Get your priorities straight. I was so mad. Like, I, I literally sat there looking just going back and forth for like eight minutes because I was like, I don't believe that they don't have any in the cooler. This doesn't. They've never not. They always have multiple kinds. Blew my fuck. It's When I had to walk around the non-cooled section, I was sitting there and I was like, I swear to God, if somehow they are out of all this, I'm going to go full Karen. I'm going to cause a fucking scene. Because they've, I don't know if you guys have ever been to that HB. Huge beer section. Fucking huge. The limited quality that they had, especially because I know they've got a couple new beers out right now that I was very excited to fucking get and try. Could have, bro, I was physically angry when I left that store. <laughs> It fucking it pissed suck. me off. It does suck. And uh, my other not cool is uh, I believe we are seeing the end of the era of the fat pitcher. So there was speculations yeah, early in the year before the season started that with the new pitch clock rules, how is this going to affect guys? Is it going to be different? And somebody had put out there like, listen, the bigger guys, the fatter guys there's less rest time in between pitches. This could affect pitchers that are a little bit fatter. And Alec Manoa of the Toronto Blue Jays, who finished third in Cy Young voting last year, just got optioned down to, it didn't even say AAA. It's like their Florida farm system. I don't even know what the fuck that meant. But after the Astros just beat the dog shit out of him the other night, he only faced nine batters. After going the entire month of May, going 0-5 with a, like a 5-6-3 ERA, numbers are starting to come out that the fat guys on the mound, their ERAs and shit are climbing because it takes a lot more oxygen to run a big body. I don't know if yeah. you guys knew that. It just you, – you wonder why fat people breathe so heavy? Because fuck, we have to. It's the only way we don't die. Otherwise, our system just shuts down. And when you're doing something that is as physically exertive as – it doesn't seem like it in baseball because there's so much downtime in baseball. You're standing there not doing anything. But the times you are doing something on the mound, your entire body is twisting and rotating and fucking exerting a lot of force. It takes a lot out of the body. So when these big guys can't get enough oxygen back in to fully recuperate, it's seriously hurting their numbers. And everybody loves seeing a fat guy in professional sports. Right. It's great. Like all these guys are chiseled Adonises of – just the peak athletic ability and then every once in a while you see a guy like a john daly who's just a fat sack of shit out there like that guy's just so good he can be fat and it's awesome i think we're gonna lose it like darts is gonna be the last sport where fat guys can just be fat and it's a sad thing i I agree really sad thing in america when a fat guy can't just be great we need more bartolo colognes it is a sad day when mm-hmm. that guy can't be a stud like that. It just, uh, you know, they say representation matters. Right. And apparently they are excluding you. And at this point, all I got left is fucking Daniel Vogelbach. <laughs> that fat fuck. 
And <laughs> let's all be honest. His time is numbered. His days are numbered. Fuck. I I, I swear to God. I'm, by the time I'm 60, I'm going to be Doc from Boondock Saints where you just mix up all the fucking Saints. Yeah. I can't even get them right now. That 32. makes it lovable on this. <laughs> Endearing. I just, I drink beer and I say shit. That should be a shirt. I drink beer and I, I think, say shit. I think that's probably. That's I, I drink it yeah. and things. Yep, yep. I realized that as I was saying that. Yeah. See, brain don't work too good no more. Uh, all right, we got one final segment before we get out of here, and it is my favorite segment we do every single week. We always start with our drunk ideas, our drunk thoughts, our high thoughts, whatever it is, uh, in the pre-com segment, and then we wrap things up in the answer segment where we like to give you guys the opportunity to ask us anything you'd like. If you want relationship advice, which we've answered before, that works. If you want medical advice, we gave some medical advice uh, for Danielle Weston on getting her, her wisdom teeth taken out. All you gotta do is hit us up on Twitter. We are at Pass the Gravy Pod. I'm at Alex J. Middleton. Pat's at not Pat Dan Roberts at Robert Barbosa03. Use the hashtag PTG Answers. That's how we will find them. You can also email them to us, answers at passgravypod.com, or head over to passgravypod.com and just reach out to the contact us thing. Jesse will forward those over to us. But Twitter is first and foremost what we check the most. I do have two email questions just because I was trying to clear out some of the emails, pick some of the some of the good ones from the emails. Um, but yeah, at Pascal Pod, hashtag PTG answers. Make sure you attach those that to your uh your tweet so we can search hashtag PTG answers. That's how we find all of the questions. But uh you guys are the best and I can't wait to get into this. This is the answers segment. Well, if you just answer the question, why don't you just answer the question? Be honest. No big deal. Yeah, answer. Answer the question. Don't change the subject. Just answer the fucking question. Answers, 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 Any questions? Our first question this week comes from our podcast son, Skylar Lester. He's at OMG. It's Skylar on Twitter. And he also credits his girlfriend, E Dumbald93 on Twitter uh, for submitting this question, or it was a team effort, I believe. Uh, but they say a Jewish deli owner that's also an OBGYN clinic. Pap schmear? Like the hmm. name of the Jewish deli slash OBGYN clinic. I like that. Pap schmear. Uh, like that would be would've... next to the to Bob's burgers. Uh, I think the question should have been a Jewish bagel shop. That's always an OBGYN. That would be a pap schmear. That too. That too. Both would play. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they would absolutely. Yeah, why not? Absolutely. I think you got to pronounce it uh, pap schmear. No, pap see, me. Just, I don't know. Sometimes I can do some accents, and sometimes I can't. I just yeah, they don't Jewish always hit. There. Oh, no, I'm just, no, I just mean like some days I can do a Jewish accent. Sometimes I can't. Some days oh. I can do an Italian. Some days I can't. I fucking am not good at it. You win some, you lose some. You win some, you lose some. There you go. Um, yeah, no, that, that I absolutely like Pap Schmear for deli slash OBGYN clinic or bagel shop. Um, next one. Shout out to, to Skylar and then... <sighs> And it really is Aaron E. Dumbald93 on Twitter. Um, our next one is from Alex O at Alex McThunder1. He's been giving us some fire stuff to power rank lately. We love getting power rankings. You submit five similar things, tell us to power rank them. We are addicted to power ranking things and we will power rank the fuck out of whatever you send us. Um, Alex O sent us 
power rank these days of the week. He gave us Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Sunday. I believe initially he gave us Friday, then we switched it to Sunday. I feel like we just got thrown out the window and just power rank all seven days. I understand seven why days. Like, weekend days weren't there. Um, so pretty much just going from number one, I, uh, I got to go Saturday. It's the best day. Not a work day for most people. Uh, but Saturday's awesome. It's awesome. Are you up on a set? Hold on. Are you ranking these for you or just okay, I guess a general my personal preferences? But I think in general, Saturdays are the best. Okay. Um, okay. So you are going your personal. That's what I'm going to do too. Yeah. Just wanted to be on the same page. Uh, number two, I'm going to go Fridays because it's like, it's fucking Friday. That's a vibe. That's what I see on the, on the original one. Like, we're not included we're friday and saturday which i feel like obvious number one and two right there and in some combination so if we're powering the seven days that's fine if you want to do the five we were originally given then like subtract these two that i for, for, forget forget the five we were originally doing just do okay. the set saturday one friday is number two number three sunday football on that day football happens on that day maybe not all years not all year round but it is like still a weekend day you do get the sunday scaries so that's slightly like not as cool as Friday, even though you had to go to work on Friday. You just might be like, I gotta start the day. I gotta start the work week. Fuck. That's tomorrow. I'm not looking forward to this. Um, so Sunday is three. Four is Thursday, because like, especially after work Thursday, we're like, fucking tomorrow's Friday. Let's go. The weekend's right here. There's a Thursday vibe for sure. Um, number five, Wednesday. A lot of people I think hate Wednesday the most. One, it's gravy day, so great day in general. Most days, at least, it's gravy day. Um, but Wednesday is just kind of like it's like we're almost to Thursday. It's Thursday Eve. Thursday Eve is 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 just like right before Friday Eve. So like I don't know. I feel like you're more in a weekend mindset. You're like, okay, well, all I gotta do is get through two more days. We're good to go. Um, number six is Monday. Now this is a this is a topic because I feel like Monday is probably the the least favorite to most. I like Monday better than Tuesdays. Because Monday, you go back to work and you get to kind of talk about, like, what'd you do this weekend? You get all that out there. You get the, like, the recap. Oh, did you see that shit happen? How about, the, how about that NBA Finals game? You get to do that. You get to have those discussions. Then Tuesday, you've already found out what everybody did over the weekend. So you don't have those conversations. Now it's just work. You don't have anything to kill time. All those, all those time-killing conversations you already had Monday – I think the conversation sucks more on Tuesdays. So I'm going to go Monday over Tuesday. So recapping one to seven, I'm going to go Saturday, Friday, Sunday, Thursday, Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday. Okay. Pat, what say you? My list is going to be very weird because like I said, I'm going to rank it for me and I have a very weird schedule. So it's not going to match up with what most people have. I'm taking Sunday. Number one. One, because football. Like, when it's football season, all fall, I got all-day football, and it's one of my two days off. So I absolutely – like. and then guess what? When it's not football season, oh, my God, on my day off, I actually have a free day. Because during football season, I don't have a free day. I am watching football all day. And and I'm happy to do it, but I don't have a choice of what to do that day. It is what it is. When it's not the fall – I can do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah, it's kind of wild. Normally, normally it's going to be absolutely nothing, but it is what it is. Two for me is going to be Wednesday. 
it is gravy day. Gravy day. But it is also my other day off of the week. And that's huge for me because not having consecutive days off. Yeah. Those days mean a lot. Yeah, I appreciate it's it. It's just, it's just, it's just, it, it's my day. Pat gets to do what Pat wants, but also it's also it's bad. Sometimes it can suck not having back to back days off in a week, but also having a bisected week where you only work like two or three days in a row. Pretty fucking sick, sick too. Three. Three, I'm going to go Saturday. I'm, I'm still going to go Saturday three. I, I do have to work, but we don't open till three o'clock. So, you know, Saturday mornings, that's still Pat time. I can catch yeah. a couple during the football season, catch a couple early games. Hopefully Notre Dame plays early. That's great. And guess what? If it's not yard work day, I enjoy yard work, but it is also, I got to fit it into my schedule. So that's a nice day to get some shit done. Get a little, get a little vitamin D, you know, let the sun hit you. Is vitamin D or vitamin C? I don't know. Whatever the fucking All one you get it. from sunlight. It's vitamin yeah. D from the sun. That's what I thought too, but it also, it sounds like a dick joke. Um, and then, you know, get off late night and it's a Saturday. So my boys might still be gaming. Hop on, get a couple games in with them. Right. After that, I'm going to go. I will still go Friday for. Uh, I have to work, but I usually work like 11 to like seven. And, you know, I, I'm in my 30s now. I'm not I don't give a fuck about Fridays. I'm not like, oh, dude, Friday's coming up. Let's go to the bar, get fucked up. I don't, I just, I want to go home. And you know what? My buddies are also probably going to be playing video games. So it's one of the nights that I can still yeah. play with them. That's, that's, that's a good day for me. Get home from work, eat a little dinner, have a cocktail, three, four, six cocktails, probably play a little video games with the boys. That's a good Friday for me. So now I'm on to five. Mm-hmm. Monday, um, Tuesday. yeah, Monday, I, Tuesday, oh, thir- Thursday, Thursday, Thursday gets five. Not gonna lie, sometimes Thursday mornings can be pretty fucking rough when you got when you got Wednesday off and then you open the next day and you podcast the day before with the beer sponsor. Solid. So you just been you've been yamming beers all fucking day. Can be a rough day, but guess what? I don't have to work that night. Get right. home, leave work at like six o'clock, get home six thirty. Maybe even take a little nap if I have to. But guess what? Rest of the night's mine. Guess what? It's also a midday work week. So my other buddies that have regular work schedules, we game in. We can have a boys' night online. It's a like fucking that. great day. Or I just fuck around and don't really do shit. That's that, that happens a lot of time, too. Six, I'm going to go Tuesday. Just because yeah. I close that night. I, I get to work at three until close. Get the morning off. I can sleep a little bit. That's cool. But also, I'm off the next day, so that's a good day. Any day when you're off the next day, that's a pretty good day. It's like, ah, I'm just mm-hmm. gonna make it through this one. Seven. It's it's Monday. It's Mondays aren't as it's not as bad for me as most people because most people are like I spend all day Sunday watching football, having some beers. I gotta go to work the next one. I don't have to go to work the next morning, but I do have to go to work the day after football and that sucks and i miss monday night football every single time like it's on tv at work but like i can't just sit and watch it that fucking blows but uh it's not that bad overall i got a pretty fucking good schedule none of this shit is really that bad 
Yeah. I don't really dislike any of the days of the week unless I happen to really tie one on the night before and I'm hungover as shit. Today, not a bad day. Sucked a little bit because I closed last night and then opened the restaurant today. And I also watched Mission Impossible 3 when I got home last night, so I got like three and a half hours of sleep. Same. But, but but you're used to that. I'm right. used to like you eight. catch up to it. You got your average sleep. I got less than half of my average sleep. But you know what I did? Got to work. Slammed an espresso. Tastes like ass. Still don't trust you Italians because of it. I had a cup of coffee later on with cream and sh- or milk and sugar. Go. Never do that. I usually drink it black. I was like, I want to hop this shit up. Just had to fucking keep the brain going until I could get home and get alcohol into it so that it could stay awake until it's time to go bye-bye time. <laughs> but, you know, pretty good week for me. Sounds like it. So recapping yours, um, power ranking days of the week. Pat goes Sunday, number one, then Wednesday, Saturday, Friday, Thursday, Tuesday, Monday. I went Saturday, Friday, Sunday, Thursday, Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday. Yes, I'll tweet these out so people can see um later on in the week but um yeah solid well, power dude, rankings that was a fun one I, to do we do need to tweet it out because without context people will look at my list and be like that is the worst yeah, fucking list of days of all good. time all right we'll do that we'll tweet that out this week um and then everybody just be like what the fuck what kind of list is this all right oh, uh, i'm gonna read fuck I'm, gonna this read, guy. I'm gonna read a couple of email questions we got this is from steven dad dad with two d's and Stephen asks, are barnacles STDs for whales? No, I think it's more like sand for them. Like, it's in their environment, and it's unavoidable. Like, they can't get away from them, but they didn't get it by fucking. They just existed, and it got on them. Yeah, I feel like maybe- unless they get it from fucking, but I guess you can get it from, like, rubbing together. Are barnacles... Bad. particles have to serve a purpose for the whale is right as well right like it's not just a, like they i feel like barnacles like clean the water around them or some shit barnacles don't harm whales or feed on the whales like true parasites do barnacles don't serve any obvious advantage to the whales but they give helpful lice a place to hang onto the whale without getting washed away by water so I don't think they give any great benefit, but they also don't harm it. So they're like not a parasite. I've got it then. Barnacles are the appendix of whales. It serves no purpose, but it also doesn't hurt you. And oh wait, no, that's not true because your appendix can kill you if it bursts. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. Oh, I don't think so. I think it's just like they're like pimples. I guess that would be the. I was going to say uh, they're like your buddy's friend that stays at your apartment but doesn't pay rent, but they're like, they're chill, so it's okay. But pimple is no, probably more, a better analogy. No, they really are. They are. That's a better one. They really are more tenants than they are. STDs. They're not tenants because they, they don't kind help. of are. They don't, they, don't, they don't give you anything back. They don't give you money back. They're just there. No, they're, they're just tenants that the whale's like, whatever, dude. You guys, yeah, like your your cool friend that you just let crash on your couch over and over again. The way, like, whatever, dude. You want to chill on my back? You got it, dude. Yeah, yeah. You don't cost me anything. Like, it's your buddy who still buys his own groceries. Does he just needs a crash a uh, uh, couch to crash on? You're like, okay, I got you, dude. You're not going to cost me anything. I don't have to give you anything. You just exist there. We good. Yeah. So they're just your chill friend that they scratched on your couch. That's what barnacles are. <laughs> 
is like guy on the couch from uh, <laughs> from Half Baked, Stephen exactly. Wright. Exactly. Um, Elliot Weber writes in with our next one. On he emailed us this one in as well, and he says, "Is anything a table when you put food on it?" I think more likely that would make it a plate than a table. When you put a plate of food on it. I think a table has to have legs. I'm not going to say four because not all tables have four, but I think a table's got to have flat surface and legs and past that, I'm not going to put any requirements on it, but I think it needs those things. You can't be like, this is my table. Dude, that's a board on the ground. That's a cutting board that you're putting shit on. It's got to have the legs for me. Unless you give me an argument that can change my, my mind. Um, I would say that yes, anything you put food on is a table. It becomes a table when you put the food on it, but the second that that food is gone from it, it is no longer a table. So like it's not always a table, but it's a temporary table. No, like, I don't think so. Because, because it is a table to put, if you got a plate of barbecue, you go to the, the, the cook off, the, the, the family cookout and you got your little styrofoam plate you're trying to find a spot. There's no table of it. Like there's a spot at the table available. You're sitting at on the chair. You got to put it in your lap. You're eating. Your lap is a table at that point. You get up. Your lap's not a table anymore. Oh, Alex, what about legs? Yeah, your le- your legs are part of the legs for the table at that point. Yes, anything that you put food on does become no, anything you, you're eating no. food off of does become the table. No, 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 no. But it's gone that, the no, second no, 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 it, no, no, it's no, gone no. the second you take it away. That was not the question. Not what you eat off of is it was if you put food on it. Let me reread that. Anything a table you put food. If so, is the is the carpet of the office a table? Kevin Schilly went yeah. on it. That's not put, a table. Well, no, but like if you're putting it with I, the intent to eat it on there, like they weren't going to eat I, that I, after it was on the floor. But like what, if you you wouldn't you think you think you think Kevin didn't grab a spoonful or a little handful and pop it in his mouth? It's Kevin. I've been told many times that if I was anywhere in the office, it would be Kevin. You know what? I see it. Because guess what? If I dropped all my chili, better believe I'd at least scoop up a bowl for myself. Top layer is in the ground. I think a table has to be elevated. Hey, your table could be fucking four inches off the ground. You know those Japanese tables? Sort of a little bit elevated because it's not. Those aren't legs. That's carpet. That is part of the ground. If you remember, they had hard ward. Or they had, it, they had hard wood under the floor of the office, so the carpet getting carpet is carpet. It's not a table covering something. Don't is, don't it is. You're you're trying you're trying to fuck with yourself here. Don't get too abstract. No, 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 no. A table has to be. This. It's got to be some sort of elevated surface that you put things on. It's got to. And don't tell me the carpet's on top. That's not it. Don't don't overthink this. Table's got to have some legs. The center console of your car. You're on your way to work. You got a thing of oatmeal with you. You set it right there. That's a table. That's not a table. Table. That that is a. That's just a surface that you put your food on. That's not a table. Well, it's a table until the food's not on it anymore. So, uh, so every French fry. So the the floor of the floor of your car is a table then. No, yeah. No, it's not. Come on, don't get too weird with this. I know you like. I know you like to drag it out and be abstract because it makes it more fun for 
I think just solving people's questions makes it more fun for the podcast, not just running with everything. I think that anything that you put food on is a table. We live in a society. It is no longer a table when you remove it. Okay, like you, you if I, if you had, uh, I'm trying. To, I got this foam roller over here in the studio. If I, if you, you gave me a box of donuts and that's all I had to set it on, and I had to balance it on that. That's a table. Like so I, I uh, take those donuts off off of it. Not a table anymore. I grab a couple peanuts out of a thing, shake them around in my hand. That's a table. No. Yep. No, it's not. No. Hands no. are the most common, like temporary tables. I would say of anything. I'm texting Bobby right now that I'm pissed off at him because you're saying stupid shit and I don't have him to back well, me up. Have fun texting him. But yeah, no, um, anything that you can put food on is a table at that point, but it is no longer a table the second that the food is gone. No. I disagree. Agree to disagree on this one, but I need I'm on, I'm on the right side of history. I crave rules. I do. A little too much, honestly. I mean I I, I like i like getting mad at rules but i need them for structure in my life because i'm a man with no structure outside of them <laughs> I, I need help with this all right let's uh wrap this up we got one last question it's from jordan welch at j underscore welch 2795 on twitter and jordan says if one of the top 10 fbi most wanted criminals gets caught does number 11 move up into said list and does he see it as a promotion he or she, um, I would say yes. That's that. It's got to be like, like I don't know. Is it like college football where it's like, well, how many? Uh, how do how do we pair the like how many uh, how many out of conference games has this criminal had? <laughs> Did he commit his crimes in his home state or outside of his home state? Because uh, I mean, I don't know where did he commit this in Iowa. Iowa not doing great this year. I Chicago. He committed these crimes. Well, that's like the SEC a crime. Okay, yeah, we're moving you up. Um, no, I do think that if you're 11 and number 10 gets caught, you slide up into that spot. I absolutely think that. I also, it, it I just also makes feel sense. Like, like, yeah, it's got to be a promotion. You're more, you're more, more notorious, right? I think, I, I think it's a promotion in street cred. Like, I think your street cred goes up because you're on a list. But also now everyone's like, this dude's on the list. Let's fucking back away from him. But like, you, you have to, right? If you're 11 and somebody gets removed, now I'm sure. Well, somebody commits times. commits like a bigger crime and it's like oh shit like well like, that's what i was gonna say I, i'm sure there's been times when 12 has jumped 11 and made the list because like you know this was more recent it's more urgent it's in the first 48 hours wherever the fuck it is you probably jump back up there but i think 11 well, should slide into the slot what do you think the best unranked criminal was to like jump to that number one spot the biggest upset in criminal history was it um what's his face that shot was it Lee Harvey Oswald? Because I mean, that guy went on the run for a little bit, right? Didn't he go on the run for a little bit? But like, see, that's the thing. He's he wasn't unranked. He he immediately became ranked. Well, no, like, but he I was don't... unranked. He was unranked. Did it, and then they're like, "Fuck, dude, this we had no idea where this guy was from. What the fuck? Well, that, that's just a, you weren't a criminal, and then you were. He was Boise like, State. They, he, I'm saying you have. I'm saying you have to already be on the list for it to be a big jump. Like you okay. can't just you you can make the list, you can make the list, but like you have to be on the list first, right? Fair. To jump up. Fair. <laughs> the biggest unranked crime in history. What? 
now like now like if chiefs chiefs a holic he's up there he's he's on list he's a bank robber that they're trying to find he's on the land but if he commits a murder next week he's going to jump up the list mm-hmm. do you think you get notified immediately like like i mean obviously not because they would be able to find you <laughs> they'd be really funny to like <laughs> Oh shit, they caught number seven. Guess who's moving up to eight, baby? Let's go. I was number nine, but I'm sliding on up. Babe, babe, we're moving up on the most wanted. You're like just living freely in a non-extradition company uh, country. Like, ah, oh, someone got caught. Oh, I'm moving up, but they can't get me. Like, if you're a so actually, you know, if you are on the top ten and you get moved into it, if you're that bad. You probably do see it as promotion because I'm thinking like drug lords, like El Chapo and shit like that. Somebody gets bumped and they move up. They're like, yeah, I'm the next big dog. <laughs> so like that's good for their credit. It's, it's good for the street cred. It's absolutely a promotion. You you have to be you have to be a career criminal for it to be seen as a promotion. You can't just be like a guy that like killed his family and you're on the list. Like you got to be like a drug lord or like that's your reputation. Like yeah, I'm wanted. Right. Right. It's a great question, Jordan. Yeah. That's a damn good one. I really like that. This is a good crop of questions, squad. Um, if you got questions for us at Pod, use the hashtag PTG Answers. Um, again, at Pod on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Don't forget to follow us on the TikTok. Go comment on all of our videos. Go to Passagrade Podcast on YouTube, youtube.com slash at Passagrade Podcast, or just search Passagrade Podcast on YouTube. Subscribe to us, please. We need to get to 500 subscribers. Also, go just be like, ha ha. Hilarious podcast. Comment something silly on the uh, the podcast video uh, to help get those numbers up. Get the, the the more comments we get, the better we look. We uh, really would appreciate it if you would share us with a friend. Just be like, yo, check out this dope podcast. You can watch it. You can listen to it. You can do anything. Uh, we'll get Robert to bring back the transcript, the transcriptions of it. Just hit him up at Robert Rubosa zero three. Uh, but Robert, could you please send me the 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 transcript from today's podcast and then he will send you a full we'll, he'll tweet it out to you word for word what we what we have just said over the last two hours um but yeah i'm at alex J. middleton pat's at not pat dn robert is at robert zero three robert does a podcast called a recent study suggests with his wonderful girlfriend sam that has a new episode out every monday it's at a recent study pod you can listen to that wherever you're listening to this currently i have been doing a bunch of podcasts this week the Claire and Big Blue podcast, we broke down the West Ham's Europa Conference League final. If you want to go check that out, you can listen to it wherever you're listening to this as well. And you can also go check it out on Claire and Big Blue podcast on YouTube. And then I also was on the New York Giants Rush podcast talking about a little Giants offseason. You can go check that out on YouTube, NY Giants Rush wherever you are searching on the tube but yeah at passagree pod i'm at alex j milton pat's at not pat dn robert is at robert barbosa zero three please give us a five-star review on itunes spotify iHeartRadio, whoever else you're listening to this share us with a friend it would mean the world to us go fucking west ham please send all your good vibes to the hammers we need this win and if they win then just know that that your good vibes went to me being a very very happy little boy and uh you've made it you've made this this young boy's dream come true and really this podcast has built west ham from the ground up since we became west ham fans about five years ago literally is, brick by brick you bought that this, brick we did we did we do we do have a fucking brick in the stadium <laughs> brick by brick baby brick by brick day one we bought a brick and look I at mean, it well it's obviously it just, a very lucky brick it's just by brick there was no first brick there's just the one brick brick we need to buy a second brick when we win, we will buy another brick to congratulate them. 
Yeah, and then we can say brick by brick, brick by we brick. built this franchise. We gotta go to the. We gotta go to a game now. And just like, I just gotta follow the stadium and be like, where is my fucking brick? I was told that I paid for a brick. But yeah, you guys are awesome. I love you guys. Go West Ham. Have a great rest of your week. And um, until we talk to you guys next time, pass the gravy. Yeah, bitches. Baby, pop the top and let it spread. As we're listening to past the grave. We're going fishing for your bitch today. We're drunk in Houston. And we go ahead and lick and we'll get rich today. Rich, bitch. Houston, Texas, hometown. Pass the gravy, pass the loud. We can talk and go for hours. Entertainment superpower. Gravy gang getting louder. louder. Gassed up, no chowder. Yeah. We live, no router. Labo. Baby, pop the top and let it spread. Let it spread. As we're listening to past the grave. We're going fishing for your bitch today. Hey. We're drunk in Houston. Eh? Houston baby. And we go ahead and lick and we'll get rich today. Rich, bitch. We're known for one thing, and that's two things. Ham and hammocks. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.